Fresh and exciting. Somebody with a sock personality that'll sweep people right off their feet. Where is he? What is he up to? What other terrors can he unleash at will? Calling your genial host, renowned writer, art collector, and teller of strange tales. What fiendish power did he possess? Where did he come from? Who is this man? Shannon Burke Show on the Florida Man Radio Network for a Thursday. Talk radio the way our founders intended. America, where the same people that forced you to get vaccinated or be unemployed, then let in 10 million people that are unvaccinated and unemployed, day 1134. Keep it the Eric in America. Say hello to EZ. What's up? Good afternoon. Putting the heat in Heather. Hey, guys. Double H is here. We'll hear from her in the top of the next hour. Hellbent. Uh, then Dark History, hour three. Uh, and our friends Kimmer and Pete Davis and Flounder will check in from Atlanta in the top of the final hour with your remarks delivered to the Florida Man Radio app, powered by Morganic Meats. Do you... Uh, do we have sunspots last night? <clears throat> AT&T outages. Uh, phones stuck in the SOS mode. On my way to work, uh, I stopped to get lunch. The guy I talked to there, his phone's in SOS mode. I'm on AT&T, and I, had, I, had, I, don't, I don't think, at least by the time I got up at like 7.30, I hadn't had any problems. Uh, do you usually keep your phone on Wi-Fi when you're at home? Yeah. Well, that's probably why. Well, okay, so because you were still receiving uh, over the Wi-Fi signal, you were still receiving some update stuff going on. There was an update, yeah, uh, an, AO, an iOS update last night. Yeah, so you were still when being on the Wi-Fi, you were still receiving some. If you were just on the cellular signal, oh, you got it hammered. Was, it was causing issues because oh. it was completely taking you off the grid. That's why was, people could only go into SOS mode, which just sends out like a, I believe it sends out a satellite signal that pings over and over again. So if you were was say, it, lost in the woods, uh, was it a uh, uh, sunspot, um, solar flare, <clears throat> um, uh, a glitch, a hack, or was it the Chinese? Rector says China cyber attacks on U.S. infrastructure now at unprecedented scale. That's February 18th, four days ago. The most probable is the communist Chinese and Volt Typhoon Group. Now, the second suspects... Because the Chicoms are attacking us. So. Chicoms, of course. Yeah, the Chicoms. Um, I don't know. He could be right. I, I, uh, you know, we let a, a damn spy balloon float over our country for six days before we shot it down. Uh, uh, we have a uh, an administration that seems to be a bit beholden to, to uh, Xi Jinping. Um, I don't know. It, 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 uh, to me. I think it's an all or nothing thing in that in that realm, you know, an MEP that really just screws us up. Yeah, that's why I'm leaning towards more of the solar flare stuff, mainly because we were supposed to have already gotten an effect of it from uh, around this week. Because remember, there was a bunch of those yeah. explosions up on on the sun. They were like, "Hey, by just by the way, probably going to get something out of this." Uh, and this was about the week it was supposed to happen. Did so it take that long for it to get here? Yeah. 
Good morning, Oklahoma. Maybe you're looking at your phone and it's saying SOS. What's going on? My husband had that this morning and he's freaking out. And I was like, did you, did you do your phone updates? No, this is all happening at 3 a.m. So we did that. Coming to work. He's not the only one. Guys, if you're experiencing that, it may be a result of space weather. Okay? In Oklahoma, they think it's space weather. <clears throat> It's a stormy day in space. I think it's, I'm, I'm guessing along the lines of solar flares, and that's why we're having the effect we're having, the time we're having it. And we may never hear that's the exact reason because this is something we may see more and more of, mm -hmm. and they don't want people kind of to freak out that, hey, this is going to continue to happen in different times. What, because of solar flares? Yes. Like the sun is uh, having a, 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 a... I mean, we're, we're chucking satellites up there at a, a just a rapid rate. Sooner or later, they're going to have issues with them. Um. ATT, Cricket, Verizon, T-Mobile, Consumer Cellular, um, Boost, Straight Talk, U.S. Cellular. Google had some interruptions. Spectrum, Reddit, Spotify, CenturyLink, ADP, TrackPhone, uh, Y-Line, you know, even X. Uh, they had people reporting outages at X as well. Cox, uh, AWS. A lot of so it was. It wasn't just. Uh, I mean, could a solar flare cause those issues as well? Uh, yeah, if they are hitting the same uh, you know, uh, servers that do, because we a lot of our uh, a lot of the different internet sites like Reddit and things like that run through the same. I believe Amazon owns them. AWS, the big, yeah, yeah, the big server farms. Well, <clears throat> some people are very concerned when we got it this morning. Some thought the world was over. Uh, uh, here's the one uh, person on X. Anyone experiencing the SOS outages? Is the world ending? One person, one person says AI bots are failing. AT and T is down. It's happening, folks. <laughs> uh, one person tweeted, "Look at my AT and T phone this morning. Wondering if I forgot to pay my bill." Everywhere: L.A., Dallas, San Diego, Houston. Every major city: Philly, Chicago, Brooklyn, Houston, uh, New York City. Uh, lots. And plus, it happened at three thirty-four on the morning Eastern. So, and maybe it maybe it happened to me. I don't know. Uh, but a lot of people, you know, didn't report it because they were asleep. I think it's the Chinese. Well, <clears throat> sad news as first dog commander has been. Uh, Given to relatives. Uh, after a reported 24 instances of biting and attacking people at the White House. Remember, Major, the other German shepherd, was, quote, rehomed for the same reasons. Uh, this one, an internal documents show seven agents at least. Um, they... Uh, the agent heard the voice of what he believed was uh, First Lady Jill Biden yelling at the dog. Commander ran toward the direction of the post, the uh, booth, bit the agent in the forearm. As a result, uh, he started to lose a significant amount of blood, and the agent remained calm, walked away from the area looking for help. He got six stitches in the left forearm, antibiotics for the wound. Uh, they had to shut down uh, part of the White House tour because they had to mop up the blood. Now, this is supposed to be the good one, right? Yeah, this is the <laughs> one they kept. Um, 
uh, yeah, the East Wing tours were stopped for 20 minutes due to blood from the incident on the floors in the area. Uh, Biden was a president for at least one of the documented instances uh, and said something was removed from the uh, and said something was removed from the records. Secret Service agent wrote in an email said I was bit slash grabbed on the left forearm by commander while holding open the door for the president as he entered the White House. Commander came in first, circled back, grabbed my left arm. Then he stood up, uh, up and back down. He literally my height standing. POTUS entered shortly after then and was telling was trailing behind him. POTUS entered the Paul room and said something redacted, quote, and the agent wrote adding that they were evaluated by the White House medical staff. Some people who got stitched up right there on the, some of these guys, they have a, a, a physician, uh, you know, 24-7, so they go down to the clinic or whatever and get stitched up right there. Some guys get uh, taken to the hospital because there are more serious injuries. From the 20 that I looked at, I think almost every one of them were done at the White House medical unit. Were they really? Yeah. <laughs> Also, what did they redact? I would love to know what Biden said to that agent that they felt the need they had to redact that. He entered the palm room and said something. Yeah, what did he say? You pussy? Yeah, I'd love to know what they had <laughs> Just to a little redact. Yeah. 24 documented instances. What does it normally take? If 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 you're walking your kid, I you know, we own uh well, um, we have smaller dogs as well, but mainly uh pit bulls or, or bull breeds. Uh, mixed breeds or whatever, and they're big dogs, 80, 90 pounds, and they're, they look ferocious. They look very intimidating. Well, a couple of them are very intimidating. One of them just stupid looking. Uh, and, and, and I've had these type of dogs all my life. They, they are very intimidating uh, in the way they look, especially if they had their ears done. We don't do our dog's ears. We, we, we go with the floppy ear. But still, um, and if, if you have a dog off the leash, and it bites somebody and causes it uh, uh, injury, cause that person to get go to the hospital and get some stitches. Normally, you, the dog would you'd become an issue. If it happened again, you would probably they the 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 city animal control would probably destroy the dog. They'd come and get it and destroy it. Yeah, and twenty times in, they would definitely would have by now. <laughs> and they're not talking like uh, most of these weren't nips. They were where they actually had to be taken to the staff and treated. So lacerations enough that they had to have stitches. Well, they, they claim they've now given this dog to a relative. They don't say who. Would you take it? I would take a dog like that. Oh, he's just tearing up Secret Service agents. Right. I mean, uh, he could bite anybody in your house. Um. They said the president first lady cared deeply about the safety of those who work at the White House and those that protect him every day. And despite additional dog training, leashing and working with veterinarians and consulting with animal behaviorists, the White House environment simply proved too much for commander. He has lived with other family members. Uh, why did they bring in uh, that Caesar the dog uh, whisperer dude, that little uh, little dude? You know the guy on TV and bring some, you know they say there's no such thing as a bad dog. Um, I don't know that to be 100, percent but he this dog obviously needed some intense training. These dogs are expensive, the Malinois, and you'd think that they would come from a respectable breeder that you know you could go back and have your leave your dog there for a little boot camp training. This guy, you know, the Biden's got dough. I mean. People say the dogs uh, match their owners, and he's now had two sets of two dogs kicked out of the White House for biting Secret Service agents and, and people coming to the White House. So it uh, doesn't sound to me like it's the train people training them. It sounds to me like uh, he's taking off his owner too much. Right. Well, 
See you later. Don't they have a cat? Yeah, I don't have to talk about the cat because the cat just does what he wants to do. Right. Well, um, remember how when, I don't know, six months ago, the first time the administration started to uh, acknowledge the nightmare at the border um, and they set themselves <clears throat> on a path of how they could heap it on the shoulders of the GOP. And, 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 and Although responsibility for it lies 100 percent with the first couple of days in office of this this administration and, and the executive orders that were signed. But at the time, and most recently, it was Biden would say things like, oh, "If Republicans, <clears throat> I need to think they need to give me the power." Which, you know, I really do think this administration, and especially, especially thinks that the populations, uh, by by and large, are stupid, <clears throat> and they don't know the comp, the Constitution. They don't know that the the executive, the president of the United States, has ultimate power over. All, I mean, he could just sign an executive order. We're closing the border. No one can come in. No visas. No nothing. Nothing. Zip. And it would happen. It would happen. It's happened in the past. But he he wanted you to believe or kept insinuating that his hands were tied. And and it's these damn Republicans. Uh, and so I had my boys over in the Senate put together a bill. And we think it's going to be, uh, you know, since the Republicans won't act. Uh, I've, you know, Chuck Schumer along with a uh, um, Lankford who's really a Democrat, but where's an R? Uh, they put together this great thing. Oh, by the way, there's $98 billion in it for some, you know, some Ukraine money. And all it did for the border was maybe knock back the, what, what what's coming in today? 9,000 the average? Roughly, yeah. They knocked it back to 8,500. So we're going to let, and that would be the standard before there was any emergency at the border. They would just, what they basically would do is the emergency at the border right now would be declared normal. And if it got a little bit over that, then there would be an emergency. And, and then they talk about what to do. And that wouldn't even, uh, the way it was worded, which was the uh, coming from countries, contiguous countries. Right. It Con- wouldn't have actually reached the number. It would never reach the number. Right. If it was a contiguous con- yeah. country. I mean, you know, I don't know what the percentage are coming from Mexico as opposed to South America, but there's a lot of South Americans coming here. So now, <clears throat> and we've talked about this. There may be some other things leading up to this 2024 Biden is uh, reportedly going to uh, announce new border security rules uh, and partly, he, they say, reverses pro-immigration, pro-migration, they call it, uh, that are damaging his re-election chances. Uh, sometime before the State of the Union, they'll announce it. They say it's, they're, they're considering a string of executive orders. I can guarantee you they won't be remain in Mexico uh, or, or stop catch and release. But it's a, it's a, there'll be token little offerings. And you'll get the same butter up. It'll be, you know, since those Republicans won't do anything to stop the border because they're, that's the, they just like to, you know, make me look bad. I had to finally take a, uh, action, uh, take it into my own hands. And I have done, I've signed some very serious executive orders because, you know, and people will be stupid and go, oh, he, he was forced into it. Yeah, he had to do it because the Republicans are lazy. They don't want to do anything. Uh. And they hope he'll gain politically if, you know, if people see that he's made, did, done, they won't even care what the action is. No. They'll they, just say, did you hear? Biden signed an executive order on the border. Thank God, because Republicans wouldn't do anything. And it'll be similar to the, the crap we were fed in the Senate bill, which would be, you know, capping it at 8,500. I don't think you can completely neutralize. This is a pretty big political vulnerability for him. 
And I don't think you, you know, I'm encouraged because I I do believe that even the most liberal, maybe not the most liberal, but the centrist Democrats realize that how destructive this is to our country and how it could change the face of America. Uh, and there's really no valid reason for it. Uh, this has to be intentional, and they'll be awake enough to to hear whatever he says or in these executive orders. They go, oh, okay, we get it. You you want us to think you've done something. Um. And, and a lot of people believe that he'll gain even if the curbs uh, are meaningless just because he did something. I think that's what they're they're betting on. They don't they're, these talking points won't be uh, here's what we actually did because it'll again, it'll uh, uh, be absolutely nothing. Uh, it's like putting a little two foot fence on on the border and just people all right, guys got to step over it. Now you step over the right. space. Uh, that's all it will be, but they're going to, KJP is going to come out and be like, it was a historic executive historic, order historic. and it was historic. And then all we'll get Pelosi on TV and Schumer will be on TV and they'll be talking about the historic, uh, executive orders that he had to sign. And everybody's going to go, wow, he did historic things. It's yeah. amazing. And I guarantee you, whatever he signs that is so historic, that doesn't do anything at the border will expire November, 2024 without question. The man is, they've denied that the problem at the border has existed literally for three years. Lied right in your face. This president has done more to secure the border than any president in history. Really? <laughs> I mean, the audacity from this White House is, is, is amazing. Uh, so I'm sure they leaked it out on purpose and, um, you know. We'll see it next Friday. Because I think the the State of the Union is the seventh. I want to say yeah, next uh, March seventh. I want to say Wednesday or Thursday of the week following. Yeah, yeah. So we'll hear about probably late next Thursday or Friday that he's going to sign it, and then he'll go into his speech, and that'll be the top of his speech. He'll come out and be, you know, I can't I can't get anything done. These Republicans are in the way, right. and uh, you know he'll get a standing motivation on the one side. And he'll and, say something along the lines of, I don't want to govern by executive order, but I have to, <laughs> you know. Even though I only signed 170 so far. <laughs> uh, yeah, you're right. It'll be a lot of grandstanding over an absolutely meaningless uh, curb of asylum seekers. Like, I, I heard mention of... Uh, you have just to re- yeah return to the contiguous United States thing, but AOC says that Biden is doing his Trump impressions with these crackdowns on illegal Im- on illegal immigration. Uh, he says it's she said it's outrageous to close the border if more than eighty five hundred cross a day. That's outrageous to her. They want, there are. The squad, I can guarantee you, every one of those people in the squad wants an absolute porous border. Not even, why would we even need a border patrol? Just pack that thing up and go home. Oh, and it doesn't affect her because in right. her district, she's just like, oh, yeah, we definitely want more people here. So I have more people in my district. Uh, she said, Asylum seekers, a legal right of all people, the progressive Scots, in the face of authoritarian threat, we should not buckle in our principles. We should commit to them. The mere suggestion is outrageous, and the president should refuse to sign it. <laughs> now, they just go as far left as they can. 
We should be driving down to with buses through streets in, in, in South America, picking them up and driving them back here in the air-conditioned bus. Mm-hmm. Why have we also not just rolled out red carpet and had paparazzi down there to uh, celebrate them coming through? <laughs> oh, boy. Well... Uh, that, if that's not a real uh, look into, you know, who we're dealing with here. Uh, when we return, CBS is getting some real crap. You know, they had some big layoffs. And they laid off a lot of journalists. Among them, one of the best in the country, Catherine Herridge, uh, who was dealing with uh, a, a lawsuit from 2017 regarding her re- revealing sources, which is BS. Um but CBS did something weird this time. Normally you get fired, you get a box, you put your stuff in, you take all your work with you. Um, CNN, CNN, CBS has taken a different and unusual step uh, upon their dismissal. We'll talk about it next. It's the Shannon Burke Show on the Florida Man Radio Network. How do you get your Florida Man Radio fix? In the car, on your radio at 105.5 FM. And in crystal clear HD audio on your HD radio at 103.1 HD3. In the office or working from home, we're streaming live at floridamanradio.com or on your Alexa device by saying play 105.5 Florida Man Radio. Out and about, listen live anytime, anywhere on the free Florida Man Radio app. Florida Man Radio is everywhere. everywhere. It's just a big dysfunctional family. Bubba the Love Sponge, the Don Miller Show, Bill O'Reilly, Dan Bongino, Shannon Burke, and Jesse Kelly. Usually just going one step too far. Yup, Florida Man Radio. Contribute to the madness by clicking the open mic button in the free Florida Man Radio app. Half the show is filled with inaccuracies, faulty points of view, and factually incorrect claims. It doesn't take much research to debunk all your bogus nonsense. Man, liberal Larry sounds mad. There you go again, peddling inaccuracy. Nothing like talking about facts and providing none. Everything you say is untrue, especially the one thing is just a lie. You should do your research. Leave your open mic now with the Florida Man Radio app. Okay, man, time to be an all-star caregiver. Drive them to physical therapy, doctor's appointments. Be there emotionally and physically. Don't give up. Don't ever give up. Caregiving is tougher than tough. Find care guides at aarp.org slash caregiving. Brought to you by AARP and the Ad Council. Well, CBS is, um, I think, the first network to just almost absolutely proclaim that they are uh, a state-run media. Um, At BlackRock, the headquarters of CBS, after the firing of Catherine Herridge, who is perhaps one of the most highest, highly, she's a highly acclaimed investigative reporter. And she was included in those layoffs, which uh, shocked a lot of people. But the concerns have increased after the officials at CBS took the very unusual step of seizing all of her files, her computers, her records, and information on privileged sources. You see what's happening here. I mean, that's a unprecedented thing to for a company to do to a fired reporter to go and grab their their sources. 
Right, and work from you know some of the things in her files was previous work that she's she had done, uh, stuff that she's working on for the future, different projects. Uh, you know, she has been digging into a lot of things inconvenient to this administration: the laptop, the bribes, the this, the that, the Ukraine ties, all of it. Um, and, and this is you know it, it it just sounds like someone made a call. You know, they are, she's embroiled in a in a lawsuit over uh, she could be held in contempt of court for withholding a source from a, a report from 2017. And uh, I guess that meant business. And they found a way to get that that source's name without getting it from her. Um, CBS News manager said, I uh, never heard of anything like this before. Like the indeed the past the company would box up everything from cups to post-it notes for anyone departing, holding the material is outrageous and clearly endangering confidential sources. Uh, Heritage was you know one of those celebrated reporters. She's at Fox. She's been there forever. She was there forever. She's an old school journalist, uh, hard diving, totally middle of the road, um, and the timing is suspect. Uh, at best, I mean, I don't know how anybody else that could work for CBS or any of the other subsidiaries want to continue working there. Or if you're going to be a confidential source for one of those people that you do know works for CBS, you're not going to talk anymore. Right. That's what they want. Let's shut everyone up. Um, the network defended her uh, Harridge's departure or added uh, her life as, as uh, painful but necessary. Um, then they grabbed everything she had. Um, not good. That's a pretty heavy-handed approach from, uh, and and really, if they're willing to do that, on on what authority or what uh, you know who at whose behest, you know they're at BlackRock. They you know that it's not hard to put to to. Uh, Connect the dots here, for real, you know? That's really sad. And and uh, uh, an even more sadder part is that the fact that Catherine Herridge may not be able to get a gig. And one of the, they don't want her around. She's not one of us. <clears throat> she won't uh, t- toe the line. Sad day. Um, <clears throat> the... Uh, you remember the Crown Act, the Texas Crown Act? Other states have similar laws. It is in order to uh, protect cultural hairstyles. Uh, you know what I mean? Afros or cornrows or whatever. Uh, Daryl George, 18 years old, has been in in-school suspension for months <laughs> Uh, at the Barbers Hill High School. They said his hair violates policies. Family has sued them. Uh, the case is based on the section of the school's handbook that contains a rule stating male students cannot have their hair past their eyebrows or earlobes. Uh, Daryl George wears his dreadlocks rolled up on the top of his head away from his face and his neck. Their director of public pol- policy programs at the National Black Justice Center 
uh, said, law highlights the importance of cultural hairstyles, but does not take into consideration gender expression component. Uh, they're saying uh, that it's not about African heritage, that it's about the length and hairstyle, and that the length is inappropriate. But when you ask the question, why is length inappropriate, the answer is because uh, it's uh, inappropriate for boys. Yeah, this is stupid. Yeah. Let this kid go back to school. Completely. It is not hurting anything. Um, they're ready to fight it. They sued. The family sued uh, Governor Abbott and Attorney General Paxson, accusing them of failing to enforce the Crown Act. They say, look, we, we look forward to uh, uh, clarifying the, the Crown Act. Hair length of male students is only constitutionally protective for Native American students because we stole their land. <laughs> length of hair is not protected in the Texas Crown Act. The Crown Act protects hair texture and the wearing of braids, twists, and locks. Those with agendas wish to make the Crown Act a blanket allowance of student expression. We look forward to this issue being resolved. They're going to fight it. This is such a waste of time. <laughs> it really is. It really is. I mean, is it hurting anybody? This guy's dreads fall past his his eyes or uh, anything like that. He wears them on the top of his head. That's right. Uh, he's t- got them tied up. They're out of the way. Uh, the worst is probably the kid that sits behind and made me not be able to see the. Well, you might not be able to see the board because it's all tied up in front of him. <laughs> but come on, that's such a joke. We're gonna fight this. Just let the kid uh, yeah. go to class. Uh, I do think that those arguments are. I mean, it's a public school, right? I can understand a private school. I had I couldn't have hair past my collar. I had to keep the top button open. My Oxford uh, button-down shirt. Keep my uh, 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 penny loafers pa- uh, shine and, and clean. Uh, I have a, a new, I don't know if it's new. I have a newfound, perhaps, respect for this Arizona prosecutor. Maricopa County Attorney General Ra- Rachel Mitchell. Uh, there's a guy they've got there uh, in Arizona on the lockup. His name is Rod Almansuri. He's being sought currently in the beating death of a queen's mother in Manhattan in a hotel early this month. But he's going to stay in Arizona right now because A.G. Mitchell says it's safer to keep him here. He said, I know there's been a discussion. He's wanted it in New York. I know there's been a discussion about New York wanting to extradite this guy. Uh, this is not aimed at the New York Police Department at all. I know they did the hard job. They did a good job. But we will not be agreeing to extradition. I've instructed my extradition attorneys not to agree to that. We're going to keep him here. These are mandatory prison sentences. Having observed the treatment of violent criminals in New York by um, by the Manhattan DA there, Alvin Bragg, I think it's safer to keep him here. He, They know that if they send him back, they're going to let him go. And they will. Yep, it's the reason he was got got away the first time. Uh, he's been charged with some violent crime spree in Arizona. A prime suspect of the Queen's slaying of a mother there in a Soho hotel. Uh, she said, and keep him in and uh, keep him in custody so that he cannot be out doing this to individuals either in our state or anyone else in the United States. Alvin Bragg. I'm sure it took great offense. <laughs> um, he said, it's deeply disturbing that D.A. Mitchell's playing political games in a murder investigation. 
in Manhattan, we're serious about New Yorker safety. <laughs> <laughs> well, Bragg's writing himself a tight five, huh? Yeah. Well, I mean, that's exactly what. Do you have any doubt in your mind? He can't wait to get his hands on him just so he can let this guy go free. It's weird. I don't understand people that take great joy uh, and get great satisfaction from allowing criminals to go free. They're like they're on their side. Like, looks, so I know it's tough, and you got to steal and rob and maybe kill a bitch every once in a while. But I know jail's real bad. You ain't got no money right now, so we're just gonna, you know, I, I feel for you, brother. I'm gonna get you out of here. That's, I mean, that's really what it is. You're on their side. You think that yeah. them posting bail and having to sit in jail until a bond is posted is uh, uh, unreasonable? Yeah, for a guy that beat a mother to death with a with an iron. Mm-mm. And then wore her pants out. Yeah, wore her tights. Uh, I've been digging deeper into the uh, the Google AI stuff that's been coming out of there. <laughs> it's hysterical. It is absolutely, it's absolutely hysterical. Here's, there's one line in here that really disturbs me. And this is from... From the the people at Gemini at Google who uh, run their AI. They said, they asked if it, why, in the sense where it produces a black George Washington, they said, why does, does it deviate from its original prompt? The people at Gemini said, it aimed to provide a more accurate and inclusive representation of the historical content. It, 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 it cannot get any more accurate than it is. And you cannot make history more inclusive. You can't go back and apply DEI to the founding fathers. No, but it did, though. That, that's what they said. It, that, that's the goal. It's aimed to provide a more accurate and inclusive representation of historical content. <laughs> they would love to go back and rewrite history. Oh, They are. Oh, my God. I mean, that is absurdly woke. Absurd. Uh, The black George Washington. (laughs) They say down there that uh, their senior director of product management said, we're working to improve these kinds of depictions immediately. Gemini's AI image generation does generate a wide range of people. That's generally a good thing because people around the world use it. But it's missing the mark here, obviously. So some uh, curious teenager in the Philippines wants to learn a little bit more about the founding fathers. You know, is he going to one day see uh, a depiction of a black Ben Franklin and, a uh, you know, a black Hamilton? Uh, That's what they're trying for. But what's worse is it weirdly made for racist things. Like, I saw one person put in there, uh, make me a German soldier from World War II, and it put a, a black guy and an Asian woman in, in German <laughs> uniforms. Uh, the other one I saw was someone put, uh, please make a, a collage of a diverse people eating fried chicken and watermelon. It only made black people eating fried chicken and watermelon. After you said, make a diverse collage of... of wow. That's racist. Yes. Well, because, <laughs> because it was so trying to be inclusive. Right. That it all, yeah. Somewhere in its algorithm, it says, okay, under-inclusive black people. And, then, you know, and it's going, well, anything inclusive has got to be, you know, i got to put some black people in there. Wow. 
It is, uh, are uh, strange depictions of Vikings, including one of a shirtless black man with rainbow feathers attached to his fur garb that he's wearing. A black warrior woman, an Asian man standing in the middle of what appeared to be a desert. One guy asked Gemini to make four representative images of NHL hockey players, and it generated a picture with a female player who was Asian, even though the league is all male. She didn't even fit the, like, the, it was a picture of her as a goalie, and it was, like, really <laughs> tiny. Um, it's, it, it's hysterical. Um, they another prompt to the to depict the girl with a e, with a pearl earring. Uh, it's a Vermeer painting, and it it made it uh, a a black woman. <laughs> the alien this Asian talking player. I <laughs> uh, see. That's not even the same one because the other one I saw was they said make a uh, AI image of an old timey uh, hockey player with a scar. And it was like a tiny Asian woman in black and white and the old uh, old hockey pads, like the brown uh, uh, goalie pads and things like that with a big giant scar across your face. <laughs> you know, I, I guess what you could glean from this is that the cat is out of the bag because that is, you know, it, it didn't, it didn't, the AI did not decide to be woke or, or, or inclusive or anything. It's programmed into, you know, the algorithm somehow. Yeah, and now it believes that if they want to be, uh, uh, if they want to be inclusive, which they're instructed to be inclusive, this is what it does. Take it just a little too far. I, I don't think they. I mean, maybe they did. I think they intended it to just so it would, wouldn't like everything you wrote in there. Like I would like a lady picking flowers. Uh, I want a picture of a man uh, in a chef's hat. They were hoping that it wouldn't put just white people in that. They didn't uh, over. I think they overcorrected and didn't think that person would put. Uh, I would like a picture of George, an image of George Washington, and because that's when it started. It was like, okay, we. I got to randomize, and I know that George Washington's a white guy, but I'm not allowed to put white guy in there. So <laughs> let me randomize it. Uh, it is. It is hysterical. I, I need to play more with it. You know, I just don't. You know, when I'm not working, I just want to be a vegetable. Um, Mayor Adams has vowed to cut funding on border crossers. The reason? Low approval ratings. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, this is a guy that, that that authorized citywide budget cuts in order to pay uh, to pay for these migrants. Public services were eliminated to afford them. Well, when they found out that less than three in ten New Yorkers support him, he decided maybe it's time to stop. He's canceling the proposed budget cuts and will instead reduce taxpayer funding currently going to newly arrived border crossers and illegal aliens. Specifically, said his offers would cut another 10% in city-funded services for border crossers and illegal aliens and halt plans to carry out billions more in cuts, uh, budget cuts on New Yorkers. You know what this is going to be? Everything has a, 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 you know, a reaction. If you're, I don't know what, if you're going to cut spending, they're going to, they're going to lack in something. These border, these aliens, housing, they're going to lack in food, they're going to lack in, and what happens then? Then you got a lot of angry people, C- lots of crime. Yeah. 
uh, at the same time, he's defending his office's decision to, to provide the uh, debit cards. Prepaid debit cards for border crossings and illegals will be expanded, he said. I know the first push, the first brush, you look at it and say, wait a minute, what are you doing? You're giving people cards, he said. But this was a small policy shift that we're going, uh, we're, we're doing on a pilot project with 500 people. If it's successful, we will expand it to even more. I don't know how you can, I mean, you're begging for federal funds, you know, and then you, and then you say you're going to cut services and then, you know, Steve from your campaign comes over and shows you the polling numbers and you decide, oh, well, we better reverse that. Yeah, opposite other way. It's so, I mean, they're so transparent. The Biden administration, uh, and there's, there's a story we'll get to <clears throat> later where they, some speculate he's about to turn on Israel. Well, because, we know why? That's coming, yeah. Right, because his because there's an election coming up, and most of his voters support a, a ceasefire and a blah blah blah. They all hate Jews and um, same thing with this guy. Same thing with Adams. Mm-mm-mm. This is a troubling story. Well. In uh, Georgia, Houston County, Georgia, daycare currently costs. The Economic Policy Institute says that it now costs $1,324 a year more for daycare in Georgia than the average in-state tuition for a four-year public college. Yeah, that's insanity. Because there's nowhere for the kids to go. You have to pay for it. Well, oh, you got to change your lifestyle or you, you know, no. stay at home. And that's really tough to do. Uh, nearly uh, three dozen other states were, are experiencing the same thing. Their child care is no more, now more expensive than some college tuition. Uh, according to the numbers, parents in, in uh, Georgia spend the average of $8,530 a year on child care per child. Um, I know, you, uh, Heather, you don't have to, you didn't have, I don't know, do you have child care for your... I did not. Nope. I stay at home. No, we couldn't afford it. It would yeah. have been about 24000 a year. Oof. Uh, twenty-four grand a year? A year. And your present, your husband could buy a Harley for that. You know. <laughs> uh, one family uh, took a different approach, so uh, they could keep their jobs and avoid that. Uh, they say it's not easy. She says, "I get up at four thirty in the morning to be out the door by five thirty. After working eight hours, she trades off with her ex husband, so he can then begin his work day. He's not supposed to get up till eleven thirty. Uh, we're super stretched there, but they make it work." We could definitely have to miss out on a lot of other opportunities if we had to pay daycare. Vacations would not happen. Uh, Georgia does have help with low-income families, uh, it, but you have to make below forty grand a year in the household to get it. Well, I mean, if you're paying for daycare, you're making for less than forty grand a year now. Probably. I mean, daycare means you drive your kids somewhere, right? Or you have someone come into the house or something. Well, you take them to either a daycare or a uh, person. I mean, more of that, I think it would be like a, na- a nanny or a babysitter would be someone's coming to your house. Right. Ugh. I can't imagine. Yeah, you could just get a super hot Swedish au pair. Mm-hmm. 
to come and, uh, you know, take care of the kids, you know, once she's properly trained, you know. Yeah. Uh, I'm going to look into that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, um, when we get back, we'll get to this story, but I do think Biden's on the edge of selling out Israel. He's got to save his ass. You know what I mean? And 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 whatever they do will expire immediately. Uh, uh, it's going to expire immediately if he's not reelected. That's for sure. Um, uh, but he's got it conveniently ready to expire uh, right after he's elected, or whomever is elected. Uh, also, half of college. We've known this for a long time. I don't know why it's a big deal now. It should mean a lot to you with college education expenses and college tuitions the way they are right now um, that half of college graduates, just a little over half, do not use their degrees. Yeah, all those people that just got $1.2 billion wiped out of their debt that you know the American taxpayer has to pay for in the long run uh, isn't even using that degree that they... Right. And when I say that, I mean, they're not using any skills that they learned in their degrees at their current, you know, my brother, for example, has a degree in biology. He now works in IT. No, you tell me he's not off um, doing marine biology off the ocean or uh, no. working with some animals. He doesn't or... even believe that uh, he he believes he he believes that men can become women. <laughs> I'm like, yeah, good thing you're not using that biology degree, buddy. It must say you didn't recall much of it. <laughs> I mean, it, it's just another. I'm not trying to tell people not to go to college. If that's the path for you, that's the path for you. But when half the people that go at whatever great expense, they work really hard through high school, they do all the public service, they join the clubs, they, you know, they, they study hard, they do great on an SAT, uh, they may have a letter, whatever, but all, the, all you've done to go to school to get that degree and you get out and you're, you're miles away from it. Well, it's because too many universities uh, have so much endowment that they create fat programs just to uh, make it look like they've got a bunch of things there. And you end up with a person that uh, uh, spent four years learning basket weaving. <laughs> there, there is a, a lot of people will say that, and I don't agree with this either, that it's worth the experience of college. Is it really worth $180,000 in student debt uh, to go to school, to earn a degree, and get out and pay that debt off and and not work in that field at all? Did you? What else did you learn? Keg stands? Was that an important part of your college? Yeah, you're better off uh, taking $20,000 and doing some traveling for a year and then picking whatever field you want to be in. Right. Because, uh, again, there's too many people that get there. Uh, they have no idea what they want, and they spend four years and $150,000 on a liberal arts degree, and they leave and go, okay, what do I do with a liberal arts degree? Liberal arts stuff. Yeah. <laughs> All right, we'll get to that when we return. It's the Shannon Burke Show on the Florida Man Radio Network. We are strong, we are resilient, and we will get through this together. But these are stressful times, and it's important to also practice good self-care. It's normal to feel overwhelmed, anxious, or afraid, but there is hope. Reach out to someone, connect with your friends, stay in touch with your community, and know that you are not alone. Learn more at wearebroadcasters.com slash hope. Furnished by the National Association of Broadcasters and this station. Okay, man, time to be an all-star caregiver. Drive them to physical therapy, doctor's appointments. Be there emotionally and physically. Don't give up. Don't ever give up. Caregiving is tougher than tough. Find care guides at aarp.org slash caregiving. Brought to you by AARP and the Ad Council. WFYY HD3 Windermere, WXUS HD3, W266DY Donellan, WZLB Valparaiso, Florida Man Radio.
finish high school and get into college. Um, half college graduates will be working in jobs where their degrees are not needed and go down a different career path than they previously planned. They looked at 10 million grads. 52% of them are underemployed in the first year after they earn their degree. What does that mean? Is it underemployed means you're not working or in your field? you're working at like a McDonald's when you uh, yes. have a business degree. Yeah. Uh, they also indicate that 45% of college grads will not have a job that requires the skills of a degree uh, or a degree in general five years after they graduate. I mean, really. Uh, you obviously, there's some fields, uh, <laughs> of, you have to be licensed in order to do that. You have to attend the school and blah, blah, blah. Um, <clears throat> but it, it really shows there's a huge drop in Americans' confidence in higher education. According to Gallup, the percentage of Americans who expressed this confidence fell from 57% to 36% in the last decade. Um, 68% of graduates that studied it with the, within the public safety and security field were underemployed at the five-year mark. I think that comes from, is that more, what do they mean public safety and security more like an IT, IT security? Yeah. Because that was big. Huge. In, yeah. When I was going into college, so the 2000s, uh, early 2000s. And everybody was like, all, all the TVs like, oh, you got to get a degree in, in internet and, uh, you know, IT technology, security, IT security, blah, blah, blah. It, there weren't enough jobs for that. Engineering and health professions and related programs were the top two workforces on the list, with 26 and 23 percent respectively feeling that they were not using the skills taught in their focus of study. One guy said it's not that a degree isn't worth it. He said, it's worth it to too few people. Like, like if you're engineering or nursing, or you know, you're, you're obviously not going to spend uh, your time getting an engine, engineering degree uh, and then end up, you know, digging pools. You know, <laughs> and, uh, it's you, same with nursing. It's a very focused field of study. It's not uh, an easy field of study. But when you're done, because of that degree, because of a the nurse, nursing shortage right now, you're gonna get a, you're gonna get a job in your field. I think it is that part of that. There's too much uh, fluff degrees out there. Uh, there's too many people that leave with a theater degree or a uh, English lit degree or liberal arts degree, or uh, they spent half their time taking the Taylor Swift class while they're in college, and then they wonder wh why they're not that degree wasn't needed. Yeah, this guy uh, said I mean, he he majored in integrative studies. He said uh, so far it has not helped me land the jobs I've had in sales, retail, and food service. <laughs> he now wishes he'd taken some time off before college and kind of looked around and uh, you know ex explored some some options. He also admits he regrets taking an entry level sales job in logistics after spending months of job hunting following his college graduation. 
Then he said getting a job in a specific industry made it harder for him to find other career options. He said, hold out as long as you can for the first right job. Have you ever had a job that you didn't really want to do, but you did it? No. Me neither. I don't think. I mean, actually, I take that back. My the last job I did full time, uh, I I didn't mind working the job, but it's definitely not something that I wanted to do. Um. Yeah, uh, I suppose I've done stuff. I mean, when I not not the career style jobs. I was a kid, summer jobs like that. I yeah. just jobs to, just to put some money in my pocket. Yeah, you know? I mean, that's what my last last one was. I it was installing meters uh, for on, on side of houses. I wasn't exactly a uh, career path in that way. <laughs> yeah, you, just, you needed the dough. Yeah, I yeah. need some cash. <laughs> um, he said, "Don't pigeonhole yourself into something you don't want to, to do." Most college graduates don't find work in which their degrees can come in good use. They're severely underemployed, underemployed, meaning that they're in jobs that only require a high school degree uh, or less. 88% of those graduates are currently severely underemployed after five years, finding themselves working in office support, retails, and food services. He said, we, ought to be, we should all be thinking of that first post-college job as a high-stakes milestone and give it the attention it deserves. But a lot of those jobs, it may be a high stakes job career wise, but you're going to start off as an intern or, a, you know. Well, I think more and more people should look at trade skills right now, you know, we're lacking in trade skills. And let's face it, college is it's just not uh, right for everybody. It's not. There are more people that that should figure that out before they end up well in debt. Uh, I got lucky. I did. I figured that out. I just wasn't enjoying it. Uh, wasn't. I lost interest in my field, and I was like, you know what? I'm before I go any farther in debt that I don't want to pay for. I'm just going to go do some other stuff. And then I went into actual workforce, and I, it took me a while to get around to doing what I wanted to do. It, mainly because I just could never figure out what I wanted. I think I've had two careers. With moderate success, uh, I was in the bar and restaurant industry, owned a couple of joints, and this this current career. That's the only two things that I've done. I mean, I've done work, work, but neither are in my field. So, uh, several colleges like Tufts University require their students to complete 100 hours of an internship somewhere. One guy said, at "The Wall Street Journal. He struggled, and his job uh, sale before that Wall Street Journal gig." He struggled in his job at sales and travel company, worked remotely for the company, later had issues, uh, worked in office. Uh, a college grad, grad left that job to become an executive assistant for a social media influencer, with, which ended less than a year later. That's another thing. I mean, there, there are fields of uh, uh, work now that weren't around maybe when you when you went to uh, when you decided what you wanted to major in in college and also fields of work that are going have gone away since then uh yeah oh yeah fields of work that we you, you know learn to code that seems to be a uh, not a real priority right now then the people say well you know the experience of college 
you know, being on campus and uh, going to events and other people your age and meeting people and, uh, you know, going to the game, going to the frat party. Make friends. You yeah. can get the same experience while working a job if you live near a college town. There's True. a lot of people that uh, here in Orlando with UCF where the, where it is, a lot of people never went to college at UCF and got to go to a lot of the parties there. True. <laughs> uh, I was reading this. Um, I'm really uh, following this Trump bond situation. You know, he's paying 87. Uh, he, it, he's got to pay an interest of 87,000 and some change a day before he could put that bond up. Now the question is who would pay his bond? There's a bond industry out there. I'm not talking, I'm not talking about jail, bail bonds and that type of stuff. Uh, but he's got to procure a pretty serious bond to avoid shelling out the entire amount of the entire fine. He faces a necessity of posting an appeal bond, usually pegged at up to 120% of the judgment enhanced by accumulating interest. Um, Consequently, the original sum and interest would mandate Trump to post an appeals bond around $540 million dollars. And despite being, you know, he, they say, besides, you know, despite him being a real estate mogul, he may have some difficulty there. One guy, Neil Peterson, uh, um, Peterson and Sons, a surety bond company, suggests that real estate isn't quite the draw for bond collateral that one might expect. The implication for Trump could involve liquidating certain assets to acquire a bond. And, of course, he's going to acquire a bond fee. It's going to run into the tens of millions of dollars. Peterson also outlined a potential hesitancy of a bond company considering the, com- the commitment to a figure who could possibly reassume the presidential mantle. The necessity of upholding the indemnity agreement against someone with the prospects of becoming president again is uncharted territory. Like, like he, he, he'd get the bond, they'd put up the bond, he becomes the president, he wins the appeal, and probably goes, I'd like to pay back because I'm the president. Uh, the nevertheless, Trump is uh, resolute. His intent to appeal uh, the uh, judge's decision—it's um, a lot more than the money for him. You know, it's his ability to do business in the city, uh, his reputation, uh, you know, his identity. But some bond agents may harbor reservations due to the contentious nature of Trump's business operations and assertions of wealth. Uh, blah, blah, blah. I don't think he's going to have a problem. No, he'll find one at some point. He doesn't, I mean, he's not, doesn't have long. They're already, within this week, they want him to pay that money. Yeah, they want to, oh, they're going to start seizing stuff. Yeah. Uh, boy, oh, boy. Um, gym attendance is down. Not because the resolutions, well, I don't know, it has something to do with it. What <laughs> do they say, like a month after, once you're into February, it's like, yeah, it, it plummets. Um, a lot of gym owners are convinced, and trainers, that it's Ozempic. And not just because it helps you lose weight very quickly. Uh, apparently, some trainers are reporting that it makes them throw up while they are working out. They get dizzy, they get nauseous. 
And uh, one lady, a 28-year-old uh, uh, public relations lady, admitted that she'd thrown up twice at the gym since starting the drug. Just fortunately, there's a lot of trash cans around there. Doing the same workout she had to uh, been doing for years. Then started the drug Manjaro. All she does is a little bit of cardio, pushes over the edge, and she heaves. That helps just makes you lose more weight, right? Yeah, not in a good way. Did you get sick when you took it? No. Um, he one uh, one uh, trainer said, "Look, I see it motivate people. Uh, it can go one of two ways. It either motivates them to get into fighting shape, or they never come back to the gym again." <laughs> Uh, is there still a shortage of this stuff? Can diabetics still get their drugs? Oh, it's they still need? tough. That's so troubling to me. I mean, and, and there are a lot of diabetics that are, you know, that are, the, the main tax on the supply of Manjaro and semiglutides and whatever the stuff is, is that so many people that don't need it are paying the big bucks to get it. And the people that do need it, who can't usually afford it, or getting it with their insurance help or whatever, they, they're hard to find for them because they'd rather sell it retail. Yeah, that's a fight I'm going through right now. I'm. It's been about um, about three weeks since I've been able to last get my shot because no changed insurance and it requires you to get uh, a pre-authorization from your doctor. And there's such a backlog because of everybody getting trying to get it that it's taking forever to get the insurance to approve it, and if I would like to pay for it out of pocket, it's about $1,500. So. Oof. You should call Dr. Dan. For a month. He might be able to get you. Yeah. Wow. A month without it. What Are you going to keel over on me, or what's going uh, on? No, I'm not going to keel over, but it does, uh, you know, you kind of have to stay on it to keep the, you know, the practice of getting everything down, but uh, it's also good on, it's worked on getting me a better routine and things like that, so I'm not too worried about it right now, but... Good. One guy, uh, Jim Otter, said, look, this is the first year. Normally people get, you know, their their resolution and they're gone by March. He said, this is the very first year I've seen people quit the gym in January. <laughs> um, clients that are focused on weight loss rather than muscle tone or overall health or just aren't showing up to train. It is, you know, I, I know that a lot of people could train their ass off, work out all the time, blah, 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 but they don't seem to, to achieve what they're trying to achieve. Um, you know, if it's weight loss... You know, what you're putting in your body has a lot to do with it. Yeah, I, I always have that question. On now, There are a lot of people that put in a lot of work and, and don't see a lot of, of gains, but I do see a lot of people that put all that work in and then uh, they immediately leave and go eat a hamburger at 9 o'clock at night uh, from McDonald's. And you go, okay, well, everything you just did, you, you kind of wasted there. Right. <laughs> like I did last night. I fasted all day. I got home, <laughs> hung out. We can't watch the TV, and I said, I got to go do some work. And I was like sitting on my desk, and there's a box in our kitchen island that is a big plastic like uh, tub with a lid on it. It snaps shut, and it's down on a lower shelf, and all the good stuff's in there. Oh, you raided the candy box, didn't you? Not only did I raid the candy box, in my, in my office slash studio, I have a that stand for my laptop. I'd perched the box on that stand <laughs> with the lid open. And I was just dealing. That's some chocolate fudge cookies here. What do we have there? Uh, we had some Keeblers. I'll try that. <laughs> yeah. I think I ate like <laughs> seven or eight cookies last night. But right before I went to bed, washed them down with a beer. Heather? I say, Heather? Sorry, I was on mute. Oh, okay. You're on mute? I was screening. Okay. Let's yes. do it. Heather has answers at gmail.com. That's right. Let me 
Sorry about that. Okay. Not sure if this question is for you guys knowing your stance on the subject, but it's timely and I'm dealing with it as are so many others. My 22-year-old brother, now sister, texted me the other day to let me know that she is going to begin hormones to transition to a female and that she's been feeling this way since she was about 13. Wait, 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 wait. He's referring to her as she and it's a he. Um, yes, born brother. Yeah, brother, okay. now sister. Yes. Okay. Um, I wasn't completely shocked. She came out as gay years ago and has been dressing very androgynous, feminine for the last few years. I've always had her back and it didn't bother me. I've always supported trans rights and trans people and never had any transphobic, turfy thoughts. So when she came out to me, I let her know that I fully accept her and I'm a safe space for her, that I love her. All this is true, but for some reason I'm having an internal struggle with myself about it. I'm having a hard time referring to her new pronouns and calling her by her new name. I'm going to do it because I don't want to hurt her, but it's been difficult for me. I feel like I'm mourning my brother, even though they're still the same person. I feel ashamed to say this, but I feel like it's just that I just told her what she wanted to hear. Internally, I don't think I've accepted this yet, even though I want to and I need to. I found myself thinking that I wish she was cisgender and would just stay as my brother, which is messed up. I'm getting married this year and I'm afraid of the thought of her wearing a dress to my wedding. I have a really big issue with anxiety about how I'm perceived, which I'm currently working through in therapy. I struggle with big changes and I feel like this is affecting my ability to truly accept her. I guess I'm just looking for advice, resources on how to better educate myself so I don't have these thoughts about my sibling and can truly accept her. This this uh, sibling he speaks of is uh, an adult. Yes. Okay. Well, yeah, mean, 22. Or, okay, 22. Yeah. Uh... I mean, it's your, it's your sibling, right? Yeah. I mean, you'd have to, uh, you have to accept. But because they're, it's his real, truly his brother, can't he needle him about it? You know, like a, just to jab him a little bit, you know? Some, some, you know. Can you still do like bro uh, back and forth needling, or is that gone now? Yeah. I mean, it's a weird, it's such a right. weird change that you, a person that you grew up with for 22 years. Uh, is now a completely different person. Do you and you have to be on eggshells around them at all times. Right. So it's, uh, you know, we're uh, it's twenty two year old adult. They do what they want to do, but right. they. Uh, I, I hate that there's always the hate against the person that's the, on the other side. Right. There's no. There's no thought about their feelings. They're dealing with it's just as traumatic or perhaps more for them because uh, yeah, if somebody nope, they just have to accept it. Yeah, someone that you your entire life have called your brother or their name's Tom and you. But the first time at a, at a family gathering, you say, hey, Tom, can you grab me the remote? And then they go running out of the room, bawling and crying and go on TikTok. And now that person's a, a bad person. Right. Right. Yeah. So part of the part is about uh, the brother, now sister, wearing a dress at the wedding. Is he in the party? Or she in the party? He? She? He, uh, she now. Um, it sounds like she might be. A bridesmaid? I don't know. Ooh. Oh, God. I don't know. No, I, probably not. I can't imagine. I feel bad for these people that have this uh, gender issue. Because, uh, you know, I don't, uh, you, it's your sibling, your family member. You have to accept them for it. Right. You love them. They love you. And they have to be able to put up with a couple of, you know, mistakes and a couple of jokes about your penis. <laughs> <laughs> this next one, very short and sweet. If a man tells a woman he doesn't want a baby and she still has the baby, should he have to pay child support? Oh, the law says you do. Uh, but yeah, the law does say that. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I know lots of people who never put the dad's name on the birth certificate and he's like off the hook and out of their lives. Really? Yeah. 
Well, the I mean, if the if the mother wanted to make an issue of it, it wouldn't matter whatever personal agreement they had. His if his name's on the birth certificate, it would be a, a very difficult. But, um, I think yeah. Look, I feel for guys in that situation. But yeah, you 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 made the kid, and uh, you ought to help. You know, but should have thought about that when you were uh, raw dogging it. That's a T-shirt right there. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh! Okay, how would you feel if you had a downstairs neighbor who came upstairs to ask you to control your two-year-old son because he can hear him running across the floor? He also came upstairs asking you to stop slamming your door and you've already said things repeatedly to your son and tried to deter him from running and slamming doors but he's two and mom has not stopped moving for the past 25 months how would you feel am i wrong for being a mama bear and wanting to throw hands and be as offended as possible uh you shouldn't fight your neighbor (laughs) i Uh, think she's really going to it depends on the way that it's worded if the person came up and said hey uh, I'm tr- I, I work a night shift. I try to sleep during the day, and all I can hear is the thunder thund, 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 as your two-year-old comes plant barreling across there and slamming doors and everything. Could you just please maybe put a carpet down or uh, something just to help out? That's one way. If you come up there and be like, if you don't put right. that toddler in the ground and this and this and this. <laughs> You're and a bad that, mother. Yeah. Um, I had uh, lived at a duplex in the upper part in this old house in Dallas, and below me were a nice lesbian couple. And they were very nice, and they came up the stairs, and they knocked on the door. They said, hey, Shannon, how are you? I said, hey, what's going on? And they said, listen, uh, they had brought me uh, uh, like, a, like a dessert that they made, a souffle, a chocolate souffle. And they said, oh, I said, thank you very much. So they said, listen, we have one favor to ask. I said, what? They said, we know you wear cowboy boots almost everywhere you go. Can you take them off when you're in the house? Because <laughs> it's a hardwood floor. They're right below me. And I said, yes. I, I never thought about it. I hear the, I hear how loud they are up here. And I, I you know, I just remembered to take my boots off when I came home. Uh, Did you eat the food that I eat damn you? right I ate it. It was delicious. <laughs> I'd be worried it'd be poisoned or something. Oh, stop. <laughs> All right, one more quick one. Okay. Dear Double H, I have a 19-year-old playboy as a son. He's always with a different girl every time I hear from him. And this time I had a girl call me telling me she was pregnant with this child. And I was like, <laughs> um, I understand her calling to tell me, but what am I supposed to do as his parent? I can't make him step up and she's refusing a DNA test. So do I tell her to no longer contact me until she can get tested or just ignore her calls and messages and let my son handle it since it's his business anyway? He's, he's a 19-year-old? Yeah. Man. It was- he's so young, but... He's going to get wrapped up into something. Yeah. If he's not with this girl, apparently, I would take it not. Hey, he's a playboy. Uh, Probably not. Uh, it's He's 19. It's his it's his business. Tell yeah. her to stop calling. And uh, you want to get uh, child support, you're going to have to go through a DNA test. So yeah. uh, get on it. Don't think you're just going to show up and knock on the door. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I'm not going to go in there and, you know, tell my son to start. Uh, is she going to have the baby? It sounds like it, yeah. All right. I, I hope so. <laughs> okay. That's good. Uh, man, that's a tough one. I mean, you should have told your kid. I mean, your kid know not to be a, a, a you know playboy. I mean, not to at least wrap it up. If he's thinking gonna... about it while you're raw dogging. My, yep, should have thought about that while you're raw dogging. <laughs> My mother would tell me that all the time. Even as a, I was embarrassed, like before I was even sexually active, she's like, "Don't get married. Put a put a rubber on." <laughs> oh my god! Got to wrap it before you can tap it. <laughs> she wasn't that hip, but. Uh, and then she I'm also said, you can't get a, a, a VD from a dirty toilet seat. I'm like, all right, Mom. I, uh, 
Thanks a lot. Oh my gosh. <laughs> Heather has answers at gmail.com. Yeah. That's good stuff. Thank Man, you. that's really uh, starting to pay off that Heather has answers email, yeah. huh? I'm wondering oh. if I should like reply to their emails and be like, okay, well, here's the advice we have. You should you. no. You should say we're going to cover it. At least send them a little. Hey, to, we're yeah, going to do it today. Today's the day. I've, right. I've picked your email, and uh, you're the winner. And winner. also, uh, if uh, the advice works, send us a thing back saying, hey, uh, use your oh, advice, yeah. and uh, yeah, I'm in jail now. So. <laughs> <laughs> when we return, it's time. For remarks from the uh, Florida Man Radio app, uh, and I'll tell you why the Gen Zers never answer their phone. I'm the same way, although I'm. What am I? What's the old oldest one? Mm, I'm, a, I'm a baby boomer. Yeah, yeah. Uh, we'll do it next. Stick around. It's the Shannon Burke Show on the Florida Man Radio Network. No matter who we are, or where we come from. We all experience difficulties in life. Military veterans know that sometimes it takes strength and determination to make it through. Whether it's physical challenges or struggles on the inside, it takes strength to ask for help when you need it. Learn how veterans like us have reached out for help and hear stories of strength and recovery at maketheconnection.net. ringer on never in fact it's, uh, it's really dangerous when i leave my phone somewhere because it's black already and black case and i leave it somewhere and they're like okay <laughs> well that phone's gone <laughs> you gotta listen for it to vibrate it and be real quiet oh i haven't I don't even have it on vibrate either it's really on silent oh no kidding i can't uh, um i just don't like i mean i i could leave my ringer on like when i'm not on the air but my uh, you know if i'm working at my desk here for example it's sitting next to me, and I'll see the I'll see it light up. Yeah, that's what I'm, why I don't ever have it on mine. And then uh, if I had it on vibrate, if I have it laying here on the countertop here, it's going to go. Oh yeah. I'm like, okay, I'm turning <laughs> silent. Uh, well, Gen Z people, they don't uh, have their ringers on either, and they most of them put their phones in do not disturb mode. Can I do that? Uh, they say well. Because it's they uh, to avoid anxiety when they receive a call. Um, one a doctor said they they do this so they never have to face the anxiety of answering the phone, preferring to communicate through texts or different apps, um, and they just they don't want their their phone to ring. I'll turn my ring around when I get home because that's what typically when my family uh, will call each other after you know the work day. Yeah, I, I think people know not to call me. Like very few people call me. It's almost all through text or email or anything like that. So I don't even look over. Most of the time I look over. It's a weird number. I'm like, ah, it's a scam. Oh yeah, I got the scam letter nine thousand. It just will tell me it's a scam. It's likely a scam call. This guy said I was having a conversation with two of my Gen Z coworkers about Do Not Disturb, and they had both mentioned the anxiety of getting an unexpected call. That could be opportunity on the other end of that line. Yeah, that, uh, it's not anxiety. It's just people are, they're not equipped to go out in the world right now. I mean, I'll, I, I take, I'll talk to people on the phone. You know, I'm not opposed to having conversations. I don't want to answer your call about, you know, you want to buy my house or, 
uh, you know, uh, uh, refinance my student loan that I don't have or, you know, the, the BS calls. Um, they say calling someone on their cell phone when you're not when you aren't in a life or death situation is disrespectful, disrespectful as F. This one Gen Zer says, like, what makes you think you're entitled to my attention right at this moment? So funny because I feel like that way sometimes. <laughs> what makes you think you're you got my attention? Um, making me use up a hand to hold my phone where you could just text me the exact same information. One says, "Look, uh, anxiety is a term used so loosely these days. I just don't want to talk on the phone ninety percent of the time, and I don't want uh, notifications. I never, I don't have any notifications. So I have one that I can't turn off for some reason. I got to figure it out. Uh, but I do like to talk t- to people. You know, I'm not gonna. There's family texts that go back and forth, but I need to hear a voice uh, of friends and family, mainly family. I don't have a whole lot of friends." Um, but I just don't want to hear the phone ring. It's just so, you know, if you, if if people want to get in touch with me, they know how to reach me. If it's important, you know how to get me. Yeah. I'm honestly in the hole. If, if it's important uh, enough to call me, odds are you could have just sent me a text and make sure I can see it. Cause if you, if I miss your call, then we're going to go for even longer with the unimportance. Right. Right. Well, uh, we have quite a few remarks from the Florida man radio app. Shall we get to them? Yes. From the Florida man radio app. And powered by Morris Family Farms and Morganic Meats, all the, uh, what do we call them, podcasts, they're commercial free, they're posted right after the program, a ton of shows up there, and you can communicate with us by hitting, you can also text the show from there, uh, and hit the little microphone button and speak. There we go. The real Star Trek guy here. Did you guys miss me? You guys would be proud. I've actually had to work the last three days. So my thoughts on yesterday's show. Back to the blackout tattoos. One of the coolest things I've ever seen is you take a tattoo removal machine and instead of doing the whole swap, you do designs in it like mandalas or flowers. So you have fresh white skin on black ink. And easy, two balls is also a prime number. Um, you can, I mean, I had a tattoo that I had covered. It was, it was in black and the first two sessions were just to go over it in white. Uh, it didn't make it go away, but it made it easier to accept other colors. But once you go black, you never go back. Think about it, guys. The AT&T thing, if it were a solar flare, it works just like an EMP. It would have affected everything, not just AT&T something else going on here. Shycoms. I'm not on Wi-Fi and I have AT&T and I didn't have any problems. Uh, yeah, I didn't have any issues either. Yes, there were a lot of people that didn't. It's happening, folks. The Chinese Communist Party launched an EMP attack that hit many areas across the uh, Midwest. Cell phones are down. You can't call 911. Certain websites are down. However, you can go to bidubidu.com and order some Shannon Burke Show merch right now. The site is still up. Order today. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> yeah, please. Bidubidu.com. Great sweatshirts up there. I enjoy a myriad of rabbit holes and some of them lately have had to do with the pole shift with our planet the north and south pole moving shifting reversing i don't know 
but just curious if that had something to do with or could it have had something to do with this cellular interruption hmm i mean we are uh, getting fairly close to the pole shifting again well, that's not it's a minor shift it's not like north turns into south and south turns into north no we get like a major one every 600,000 years or something like that Ugh. we got to recalibrate my uh, my yeah, compass yes and it comes <laughs> it's going to suck liberal Larry is Seth Cushman beauty beauty <laughs> huh that could be I'm going to look into that the situation with Biden and the dogs, obviously there's a common denominator here. He's a terrible person. Dogs usually pick up on that and behave accordingly. Also, I've had German Shepherds my whole life. I've rarely had one that bites people, and the only reason he would ever bite someone, something would have to occur that triggered him to do that. Otherwise, uh, they're very sweet, calm, kind animals. I don't know. Vera Marino? The boss man's dog. Holy cow. I've seen it. <laughs> like a video of that dog inside the house when the UPS man's go to the door. <laughs> Holy crap. I'd be afraid he's going to jump through the glass. Bang to bear. Hold on. Missed one. Howdy, guys. Nate in Bakersfield, California. Um, I don't think Commander got sent to live with uh, family members. I think he got taken out back, old yeller style. Or maybe he you know, went to live at that farm. Your dad took all your dogs. Yeah, the one up north. (laughs) Up north. Think the best way to handle this this, uh, border crisis, go about 200 miles into Mexico, nuke it, let them glow, let it blow. Won't have any problem at some. Shannon, I, for one, want to stand up for commander. These dogs are very smart, very intuitive. And they read, this dog just keeps hearing these Secret Service agents under their breath go, hey, Red, would you look at the white trash we've got in here? Drug addict kid, power-hungry <laughs> wench wife, and a slime ball demented Uncle Joe. Hey, Red, so the dog all went all joy reading. Hey, Red, started biting me. <laughs> hey, Red, totally understandable. Speaking of joy reading, do you see she's adopted Trump's hairdo? Yeah, what's with the blonde? It's a blonde uh, comb over. It's yeah. <laughs> hysterical. <laughs> On this border issue, they're already starting to say that Trump is keeping the Republicans from doing anything so he can fix the border and take credit for it because Biden hasn't done anything. Peter, Peter. Well, whatever Biden does now is a day late and a dollar short. We've got 10 million illegal aliens in this country right now in three and a half years. People have very, very short memories, though. It's yeah. just why the same why he'll flip on on the Israel side because people are of short memories and they'll go, "Oh, look what he did! He helped Palestine out." So, uh, yeah, vote. he's so compassionate. Even the Biden's dogs are a menace to society. <laughs> that is not surprising. <laughs> I bet that couch. I bet that cat's done some damage to the couch up there in the White House residence too. Shaved the whole arm. Just shredded it. <laughs> I'm guessing liberal dumbass is a teacher. What do you think? I don't know. I hope not. I think if Tucker Carlson is going to start his own news network, um, I think Catherine Herridge would be a ideal hire. That would um, ruffle some feathers. Boy, that would be a powerhouse of independent journalism, wouldn't it? He can afford it.
Ton Daytona. It's kind of funny when a young African-American man has dreadlocks that are long, but he puts them up so they're not actually infringing on the parts of his face. They say they can't. But I bet you if there was a Sikh kid there with all his hair put up in a turban, they wouldn't even blink an eye. Funny how that happens, ain't it? Yeah. And it's also funny how many people are ignorant to what a Sikh is. Come on, people. It's 2024. I rode with uh, for a while with some Sikh uh, bikers, and they all had that. They they kept those things on their head on the motorcycle. It was amazing. Super nice guys too. Uh, Where are we? Okay, right here. Ton Daytona. You said the black George Washington, and immediately my mind flashed to Jonathan Morris, (laughs) or possibly Dave Chappelle. Either way, same guy or George Clinton. I mean, I did put in uh, Central Florida farmer butcher into that uh, AI, and it was mostly pictures of Shaq. So, <laughs> uh, yeah, fellas, I got my degree in radio, television, broadcasting, communications, uh, San Francisco State. Long story short, thirty-five years in the restaurant and bar business. By the way, speaking of SFSU. Uh, Shannon, please handle that story today about Riley Gaines uh, getting shut down by the stupid cops at San Francisco State. Thanks. No. What's up, boys? Calling Atlanta. Happy Thursday. I've had a couple of jobs in my life that I didn't want to do. Uh, The first one that comes to mind, um, when I was a teenager, well, uh, just out of high school, yeah, maybe 19, 20, I worked at an apple orchard up in Blue Ridge, Georgia, where I lived at the time. And uh, I would sneak off and, like, hide back in the barn where they kept all the boxes and take a nap for, like, three hours, and <laughs> no one would ever notice. It was pretty awesome. But the job sucked. Beauty, beauty. What, you picking apples all day? What's up, boys? Calling Atlanta number two. Yeah, the getting into trades thing, um, you know, I'm sure I've said this before, but I'm a licensed electrician. Um been doing electrical uh, right after the uh, crappy orchard job, pretty much. Got my license and never looked back. Um, But that being said, we've been slow lately um, just because it's an election year. So we do see some slow times, but everyone always needs trade work done. B2B2. Yeah, when when people say trade work, uh, tradesmen, you instantly, people think it conjures up you're digging doo-doo out of, a, of a, out of a sewage pipe or, you know, something. We're talking about jobs you make big bucks. Master plumbers make a ton of dough. Master electricians, people that work uh, elevator mechanics, believe it or not, make a lot of money. <clears throat> and, they, uh, and they're clean when they go home. For the most part. Shannon sounded out a guy. It's the one hung low. I got the bad news. <laughs> I tried out for girl beach volleyball yesterday. They tell me I have to get off court. I guess a coconut to hurt my boobs and <laughs> the bikini bottoms disappear in butt. Okay, got to go. Got to find a new transition job or something, sport. Hey, Heather, Shannon, Eric. Dog Walker 856 here. Any update on that person that walked in on their mom bumping uglies with uh, some stranger? Did the dad ever find out? No. Just wonder. This is kind of a Heather has answers uh, rebuttal. Um, 
my brother died uh, back in November of last year. Uh, he committed suicide, um, and I didn't know he was gay until after he was dead because because my mother told me, and she told me that he was like trying to find a way to tell me, which I would have never cared. It doesn't bother me at all. I wish he would have told me, and I wish he was still here. Beatty, beatty. Well, hopefully he didn't take his life because he didn't want to tell you. Yeah, I think that there has to be a, a give and take on those relationships, though. There, There is an acceptance to it, uh, which uh, was what we were talking about, that this uh, brother seems to be very accepting of his uh, new sister. He knows he has to. He's just not looking forward to the difficulties. Yeah, but there are, it always is uh, put on that, they, oh, this person uh, that's been transitioning, it's all uh, all on them. It's uh, Everything's on them. There is, you can put, you can feel that way as well. You can feel uh, feelings yourself. It's not right. uh, only uh, you, you got to be like uh, uh, rainbows and sunshine and always uh, just super <laughs> yeah. happy for them. Yeah. I throw them a party. Hey, Shando, kind of piggybacking on what your mom would always say to you. Uh, when I was in high school and I'm going out with my friends, my mom would always say, well, be careful. And if you can't, name it after me. I was like, whoa, never wow. mind. <laughs> Beedy <Jeez. laughs> Hey, Shannon. So if Donald Trump uses some of his real estate assets to secure this bond, what's going to stop the attorney general from going after him again for the overvaluation? of these real estate assets. Well, they, they, what do you mean? If he takes some of his real estate and, and liquidates it, well, he'll know what the, what, what its value is because he'll be holding it in his hand. Yeah. What's up boys? Calling Atlanta number three. Um, yeah, I experienced that crap today with the, uh, with AT&T. It totally like, totally bogged my business down this morning. So it was, Pain in the ass, but we're up and running now. Beat it, beat it. Hey, Shannon Easy, I've been trying to call y'all for like months and I can't get a hold of you. I met this billionaire and I started talking with him and he knows you guys and he's really interested in doing something. <laughs> <laughs> Star Trek guy again. I was actually down all morning. I have AT&T. And back to the tattoo removal. You do the blackout, so you do like your whole arm. And then you go to a tattoo removal machine, and you do like a mandala with the machine. So you have the blacked out arm and the burn slash white new skin of the mandala. Look it up. It's pretty awesome. b do. I mean, probably pretty cool. That's a lot of work, though, and a lot of uh, work on your skin. Yeah. I bet Star Trek guy doesn't have a single tattoo. No, I bet I mean, he does. I mean, got a, a, no, an R2-D2 on his arm? Uh, yeah, I mean, he's got an Enterprise all across his back, at least. <laughs> Just depends on which one. Does he have Kirk or Picard's? Oh. Hey, guys. I have to wonder how many of these college kids might have never really intended to use their degree and just went for the fun of everything, like you were saying. Um, I don't know. I'm sure there's a lot of them that, you know, did plan to do what they went to school for and just can't find the right job. But I don't know. Some of these kids might just, uh, you know, they don't want to work, I don't think, some of them. Anyway, irregardless, um, we shouldn't have to pay for it. <laughs> be do be do. Amen. 
Hey, this is Willow, the cat up at the White House. My pronouns are she and hiss. <laughs> hey, leave me out of these conversations. You guys want to talk about those crazy dogs all you want? That's fine, but leave me out of it. I thought we were under attack by the Chinese, and I butchered my dog today. <laughs> Damn. <laughs> that 10 million immigrants, how many you think that's going to be in three to five years? Pumping out like rabbits. Well, I don't know. That's a fine mate, because most of them here are males, of uh, fighting age males. Belgian Malinois are great dogs. They require a lot of training. So if the owner does not pay attention to it, that's what you get. Yep. They should do a dark Brandon meme with Joe Biden and his dogs, and they all have red eyes. <laughs> One dog on either side of him, just teeth showing. Hey, Shando. I mean, it's glaringly obvious. I mean... The dog's biting, you know, Secret Service because it's all hopped up on cocaine and crack and stuff. Uh, beady, beady. Cocaine and crack and stuff. Hey, uh, talking about the trades, man, I'm a dump truck driver doing all these data centers. Hauling dirt in a dump truck. Been busy as heck. Making a hundred grand a year. Nice. Wear a collared shirt to work and go home clean. So it's been pretty good for us. Hell yeah. Mm -hmm. I don't know about everybody else. That's a good living. I know my brother didn't kill himself because of me. Um, he was heartbroken, I think, over a relationship. But I just wish he would have talked to me more. And I wish I would have talked to him more about it. Uh, we did get to spend some time together, though, um, before he died. So I'm grateful for that. Be-do, be-do. Happy, happy friggin' Thursday. Thank you. Hey, guys, I'm just checking in to see if you know where I can get rid of my white privilege card. I need to offload this thing. It's really not working out. Um, I'll take one of those immigration visa cards. Uh, I'll take uh, geez, a race card. Um, I even take a victim card at this point in time. I just need to offload this white one. It's really just not doing anything for me. Yeah. So, you know, let me know. Doesn't help to leave home with, that, with it anymore. Yeah. Hey, I bet Star Trek guy has a tramp stamp that says Tampa wins cup. Hey, yo. Inside Giggy, if you know who that is. I think we need a triple dog dare Star Trek guy to go down, get a full back tattoo of William Shatner, Captain Kirk, on his back. The original Enterprise, the Enterprise D, the Enterprise E, and then on this front side, Get a tat of Hikaru Sulu, aka George Takai, licking his nipples. Beedle, beedle. <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> Star Trek guy, I actually have two tattoos. I got Puda Vita down my neck, which actually really hurt. It's really high when I visited the motherland. And then when me and the wife got married, we got tattoos instead of rings. So I have a pretty cool little uh, sketch of a cat that's watercolored on my ankle. So a tattooed ring at Pura Vida on his neck and a, and a what? No, I think he got the, the watercolor cat instead of rings. There's a watercolor cat on his finger? On his ankle. On his ankle? Yes. All right. <laughs> uh, 
That's pretty much like not having any tattoos, more or less. Uh, we get dark. Uh, we're going to take a trip to some more cryptids, but we're going to talk about some indigenous ones. There's ones more cryptids? Uh, there's always more cryptids. And they're indigenous? Yes. Did we steal their land, too? We did. Okay. <laughs> Hang on. That's next. It's the Shannon Burke Show on the Florida Man Radio Network. How do you get your Florida Man radio fix? In the car, on your radio at 105.5 FM. And in crystal clear HD audio on your HD radio at 103.1 HD3. In the office or working from home, we're streaming live at floridamanradio.com or on your Alexa device by saying play 105.5 Florida Man Radio. Out and about, listen live anytime, anywhere on the free Florida Man Radio app. Florida Man Radio is everywhere. Everywhere. WFYY HD3 Windermere, WXUS HD3, W266DY Tonellan, WZLB Valparaiso, Florida Man Radio. Transgender killer who killed a Portland cab driver in an unprovoked attack. Killed Moses Jacob Lopez, a 30-year-old. Oh, I'm sorry. Moses Jacob Lopez is the... Is the killer. Which, what, and what is it? Is, it, is he a male, a female, female, to male? He's a know. male to female. Okay, so it's a dude. A dude. Uh, he stabbed Reese McDowell, Lawhorn, to death in his car, April 2023, with bladed brass knuckles. After having a mental health episode while on a night out partying in Portland. Which I'm assuming the way they, they stay, those are those cat claws. They said bra- a bladed no, they, brass knuckles. They have those brass knuckles. They're, you see them at bike week yeah. shops. They do have a blade, a, a real knife in there. You can punch and then do your stab, yeah, stab. I think that's not, but I think they mean more like the, uh, the cat. Oh, the cat things yeah. like yeah, the, my wife has on a key ring. Yeah, the ones you can put between your knuckles they and hurt. stab some people. Yeah. 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 At the sentencing, uh, he callously justified the murder by blaming a lack of mental health support and a system that he saw as failing him. He said, I refused to apologize for the lack of help I so desperately needed and called and asked for from 911. Uh, that is. Uh, this is a scumbag that's getting leniency. That smiled through the entire trial. A grin, yeah, grinned at the uh, family. Um, on the night of the killing, Lopez had been out partying, suffered a mental health breakdown. <clears throat> um, <clears throat> so you're partying one minute, then you have a mental health breakdown the next minute. The drugs aren't involved at all. Or, or somebody was like, hey, dude, stop, don't step my foot. And they went, oh, oh, you misgendered me. The 911 operator uh, instead suggested she call a cab and pay for a ride home after, probably because the 911 operator sensed that the person was intoxicated. After calling uh, a cab, static on the taxi dispatcher's line led them to enter the wrong address. I ended up in a very scary part of town when I was genuinely afraid. She feels that her claims her gender identity often leaves her feeling targeted. Surveillance footage from inside the cab showed the uh, trip was almost entirely silent until uh, he tried to uh, turn around under a highway overpass. At that moment, Lopez lunged up, stabbed him in the neck, completely out of the blue. 
I was afraid he was going to rape me because of how beautiful I am. <laughs> uh, at her... Uh, at, yeah, she smirked at her victim's relatives. They called her a monster. She never once again said a single word in that cab ride. Uh, if she had told our, my husband, St- Reese, that I need help, he would have helped her. The excuses that were made in the courtroom were disgraceful. Basically, she won't apologize because her gender identity makes her vulnerable. Yes. She won't apologize for that. He. And, 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 and was there leniency in the end of the sentence? Yeah. I think they only got 15 years when they should have got 25. 25 to life. Jesus. Blame it on your, your gender identity. Oh, I see. I, you know, my gender identity. All you transphobes out there make me feel vulnerable. And then I feel vulnerable. I have a mental problem. I have to stab someone in the neck. Oh. It's been 30 years since food has eaten up this much of your budget. I thought we're in the greatest economy of all time again. In 1991, consumers spent 11.4 of their disposable personal income on food. Uh, that was, you know, that following the inflation of the, of the 70s was awful. And today you're spending 11.3. Thanks a lot. Well, this is Bidenomics, I guess. You, know, they, you, you realize they dropped Bidenomics real quick. Yeah, because everyone went, that's stupid. <laughs> Well, because you don't want to put your name on something that sucks. <laughs> you know, if it was good, you want you want to you know, uh, you can't even you can't even fool people into thinking it's good. Thirty years ago, you spent this much money of your budget on food that you're spending today. Yeah, because they don't understand how gaslighting works. You can gaslight people that aren't. Uh, let's say, uh, take immigration. You can gaslight people on immigration that don't live at the border or don't live next to a shelter where there's a bunch of people. Uh, if you're, if or it's, a city like New York, yeah, if it's Maude from uh, uh, from Iowa, uh, you can probably gaslight her into saying, "Oh well, the you know the the border's under control, everything's fine." I don't see any Mexicans yeah. around here. But you can't gaslight something that someone sees every day, right? If, when Maude goes to the store to buy milk and milk is two dollars more expensive than it was last week, she knows that you can't. No matter what you tell her, right? No matter how often time KJP opens up her binder and says we're at a historic time with the economy. Uh, a chief executive um, at a uh, giant snack outfit said, if, if you look historically, after periods of inflation, there's really no period you could point to where food prices go back down. No, they're here to say. They tend to be sticky, he said. You know, then, you know, 22 states lifted the minimum wage uh, for hourly workers in January when their state's laws took effect. That 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 doesn't help. People are going out to eat less frequently or skipping appetizers. Buying cheaper store brands. Couldn't get any cheaper than what I'm snacking on. Uh yeah, it's just not working. Anyway, 
Consumer brands people say that we hope to work with the president on real solutions that benefit consumers. Now, B- Biden just blames it on uh, you greedy uh, uh, potato chip makers. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Greedy, uh, Piggly Wiggly, the greedy CEOs of Piggly Wiggly. Didn't you, can't you tell now that there's less chips inside a bag? You just open them up and it's all air inflation. Yeah. All right. Let's get dark, shall we? Yes, let's do that. It's disturbing history with EZ. There's a lot of history out there. Some of it isn't in the books. to some of my favorites and that's weird mythical creatures legends cryptids monsters every culture has one like everyone if you have a culture uh, of any chance you have some sort of monster or something that goes bump in the night uh something mainly to scare your kids from going out at, at dark <laughs> usually was what it was uh, uh, all of it is made up to, to scare your kids to death uh really yes uh, when you don't have a written language and everything that is uh, is an oral tradition, you always kind of make something scary because of the fact that at some point you have to teach your kids not to go out to, into the dark because you don't know what's out there. Right. In the old days. Yeah. Now we still do Hansel it. and Gretel. Yeah. Well, the Hansel and Gretel, but uh, all of it, uh, all the things, all the evil, dark uh, things that are bad were, one, a way to explain uh, illnesses or things like that. Or two, to uh, keep your children in line so they're not going out into the dark or going out and being uh, brave or leaving the town. Right. Doing all those things because of the fact that there could be a wachugi. Wachugi? Mm-hmm. <laughs> and some of these aren't going to be pronounced correctly because my uh, indigenous languages just are not very strong <laughs> right now. Uh, but it's a cunning, savage, and patient. The Shugi hunts by drawing its victims into the forest and away from the rest of the tribe. What does they do? They get the physical. Uh, uh, oh, yeah, well, okay. Uh, Kachugi. Weshugi. Weshugi. Yep. It's only then that it reveals itself. It's massive, monstrous, and made of ice. That's right. Big old abominable snowman type thing. Hmm. If you want to take a guess on where this thing it's up north. It's definitely not a Florida tribe. No, you're going <laughs> to find a giant ice. Uh... Right, could you imagine how terrifying that would be? <laughs> Uh, the uh, Washugi feasts upon lone travelers and incautious members of the Athaba- Athabascan. I'm probably pronouncing that one wrong, but Athabascan tribes in the Canadian Pacific Northwest. Once men like any other, the Washugi committed any number of social taboos, from allowing their photos to be taken with a flash. That's right, steals your soul. That's why I do not ever let a person take a photo with you with a flash camera on. Don't have to worry about it. now. Cell phones can't steal your souls. Old photography. A lot could, of people though. have a problem with it, just an image being taken. Yeah. Not the, I don't know if it's flash or not. Well, it takes your soul. Flash bulbs. Oh, you yeah, eat them right up. Mm-hmm. Uh, you also could uh, play any instrument made with a stretched string, like a guitar. That's right. Just keep one handy. And then, well, no, that's what turns you into one. So you're out there rocking, just killing it. And all of a sudden, boom. Yeah, throwing down your best rendition of Wonderwall, <laughs> and the next thing you're a giant ice monster. Uh, thereby, though, you invite one of the great animal spirits to so overwhelm you. Discouraging kids from uh, playing musical instruments. Yeah, it's like 1920s and 1930s uh, <laughs> rock and roll. <laughs> uh, if the great spirit was not enticed to leave the man before the transformation was complete, he would eventually eat his own lips, and after that, oh. become a shugi cursed to forever hunt and feed upon his own people. Well, if he eats his own lips, he'll never play the trumpet. He's going to have to stick with the guitar. Well, the trumpet doesn't count. Trumpet's not a long stretch string. They're really only against those. Probably banjo-esque things and... Cellos. Yeah. 
Yeah. I, I get Bass, it. The guitars. cellos, yeah. I mean, the cello is the instrument of the devil, anyway. <laughs> uh, the Qualopalic. Or Qualopalic? Yep, Qualopalic. Soaking wet with slimy green skin and long fingernails. The Qualopalic, or the Qualopiluit of the Inuit legend. Ah. It resembles nothing more than a reanimated corpse of a drowned woman. So the, the Inuits, the Eskimo people, they're... Yeah, this is a creature from their legends, and it's a, uh, it's a drowned woman, basically. Old bloated lady. On some tellings, her skin is bumpy or scaly, and she always reeks of sulfur. Oh, Hillary Clinton. Uh, they wear amuits, which is the same thing the Inuit women carry. Women wear to carry their children on their backs. The old papooses. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, but for a very different reason, Qualopalics hunt the ground near thin and broken ice, sneaking to snatch up any unattended children and carry them back in the amutic to be drowned. That's right. Yeah, okay, they come it's out of the thin ice, or they're out there on the lake, they come and snatch the kids. And, and put them in their papoose and, uh, and take them out into the drowned water. <laughs> See, again, legends don't stay away from the thin ice because the uh, quarterback's yeah. going to jump up and grab you. Stuff you in his, in his backpack. A child wandering too close to the water might hear a humming or knocking coming from beneath the, the ice beneath their feet. That's the mm. sound of, of thin ice or the, the creaking. and Yeah, yeah that's so. him coming to get you. Uh, these are sure signs that a qualopalic has sighted them and is trying to lure them closer to the water's edge. Uh, victims of these creatures are never seen again. Well, okay. The Sulkalu, also known as the Cherokee Devil, is a giant creature, thin and covered in dirty white hair, not unlike a traditional North American Bigfoot. Just a little slimmer. A little th- slimmer, white hair. Okay. His legend originates in what is now North Carolina. Uh, to this day, there exist impressions in stone that are said to be from a uh, Sulukula's footprint. As a lord of the game or the hunt in Cherokee folklore, the Sulukula is said to be able to read minds and hypnotize his victims. Oh, that's no good. Yeah, so this is like the Bigfoot. Uh, you magician. can't even avoid him. He's like, oh, you know, look, here's the coin. He's going to show you a coin trick, and then maybe he'll do a couple card tricks, and by right. then you're, you're done. Yeah. <laughs> uh, his most well-known legend involves taking a Cherokee woman as his bride. The woman's mother had convinced her that she should take a husband who was a great hunter and could provide for their family. Yes. The Sukalu read those thoughts and appeared to his bride with a deer as an offering. Yeah. That's a good. Good call. The Cherokee defended their hunting grounds from the Sukalu by hanging masks of his face on trees. They believed that there was more than one of the creatures and that if they saw the mask, they would believe they had wandered to hunting grounds of a bigger one and be frightened away. Oh. So, so there are different... So- there's there's a lot of them around, oh, okay. and, and so what they thought was basically like a scarecrow. They made mass of them. So if another sukalu came around a corner, it's like, whoa, that's a oh, big one. A whole bunch of big sukalu up yeah. here. Got to get out of this area. <sighs> oh, this one's a fun one. The Skadikmuk. Hmm? Yeah, that's the best way I'm going to pronounce that. Skadikmuk. Skadikmuk. Or Ghost Witch is a monster whose lore originates with the Wabanaki tribe. The legend says that when an evil shaman dies, their desperate need to cling to life can create an unholy creature. The shaman's body will reanimate at night, and the skadadmuk will roam the forest searching for to feast on the blood of hunters and the lost. The skadadmuk can be fought off, but only with a combined streak of an entire village. That's right. You got to get everybody. Oh, what if some guy's like, ah, I'm, not, I'm tired. Yeah, not no, you got to grab him. Uh, even then, it cannot be killed except by fire. So the whole town's got to bring some torches. Oh, when a ghost witch is encountered by a tribe, they must band together to protect each other at night and spend their days searching for the corpse to burn, lest it claim one of them as their victim after sundown. 
The Ogo Pogo. Oh, that's a good one. Far beneath the surface of the Okanagan Lake in British Columbia, there lurks a serpent with the head of a horse and the antlers of a deer. Okay. A serpent, so mm-hmm. body of a snake, head of a horse with antlers. Yep. That's a that's a uh, hallucinogenic drugs, what that is. Uh, now, this is no monster. The Ogopogo is the spirit of the lake and protector of the valley. Both an urban legend reminiscent of the Loch Ness Monster uh, and a real sacred belief of the Okanagan in the Silix indigenous people. The Ogopogo represents an intersection of cultures. The dark coloring and horse head are not what you will see if you Google the creature. Instead, you're more likely to find a cartoon dragon, a mascot that has been used to sell tourists on visiting the region. That's right. You too can get you a nice little Ogopogo bobblehead with little antlers. See, they capitalized on it. Of course. That's a good idea. Indigenous people historically have made offerings to the spirit of the lake in the form of tobacco, sage, and salmon. Seems like that's a little much. Like he can get as much salmon as he wants. So what's the use of fishing out the salmon to toss him some more salmon? Right. The tobacco and the sage I get. Yeah, you can't get that. Which I would love to see the uh, serpent-bodied, horse-headed yeah. antler guy just smoking <laughs> on a big old stogie. Yeah. <laughs> uh, the last one, which is the Sam is like what led to the representation of the Ogopogo, that one in six adults in British Columbia believe to be real today. When earlier settlers saw the um, Silix people throwing meat into the lake, stories about a great serpent that required meat in order to allow safe passage across the lake spread. Some armed settlers even patrolled the lake's edge in case the creature attacked. That's right. The native man tricked the uh, old settlers into thinking that there was a lake monster and by throwing some sand <laughs> in the lake. After years without bloodshed, the monster of the Okanagan Lake became toothless folklore and a method of driving tourism. And you too can come on down and check it out. It's, tourism, you either create it so you can, you know... Man, I wonder how many of these uh, cryptics were like, man, we need to get some people to come to our town, spend some money down here. Let's make up a story that we, you know. I think a lot of them, especially any of them that you really hear, hear like uh, the Mothman or the Jersey Devil or the uh, Grafton Monster, the ones that are kind of more Americana. Yeah, in the, the Jersey Devil is a good one. Like the 1930s Americana, I think you're more likely to think to think those are a type of kind of a local legend. Again, probably to scare kids, but also you can earn a little scratch on the side if you're yeah. selling Jersey Devil uh, T-shirts, t-shirts the gas on the, at the gas station. Yeah. <laughs> Long ago, members of the Kootenai tribe... We're crossing the frozen Flathead Lake in Montana when two girls came upon a set of antlers jutting through the ice. Believing that an animal had must have fallen into the lake, the little girls gathered some sharp rocks and set to work breaking apart the ice. Again, I'm not sure what they thought they were going to do. Just pull a uh, antler out, you know, pull a deer out of the water. Yeah. It was fr- flash frozen or something like that. Uh, it was then that the ice split apart and the head of a monster appeared. The girls were able to escape its wrath, but it said that half the tribe were lost through the frigid waters of the lake that day. And that began the sightings of the Flathead Lake Monster, which have persisted for more than a century. The Flathead Lake Monster. Yeah. Is that because it's from Lake Flathead? Yes. Or is it, okay. Yeah, it doesn't have a flathead. It's not like a, just a, like a Frankenstein dude coming out of the water. <laughs> uh, there have been more than 100 reported sightings, beginning with Captain James Kerr. James Kerr, not Kerr. Kerr okay. yeah, and the steamship the U.S. Uh, US Grant in 1899, and continuing as recently as the fall of 2017. Uh, witnesses describe seeing the water part and a 25-foot foot, foot long eel-like creature believe briefly surfacing during encounters. An eel-like yeah, creature. Right. a big old eel. Hundreds of years ago, there lived a beast unlike any other. It hunted unseen, 
The only warning that was about to snatch up its prey came as the monster's great leathery wings blotted out the sky. Ah, uh, leathery. It flies, huh? Yes, this is the Piazza. It's a massive avian creature with a tail that wound around its body and through its legs. Yeah, like a like you had a like when you uh, wrap a bathrobe around like a bathrobe yeah. around there and you pull it forward like ah oh, look at that guy. Shimmering with multicolored scales, the Piazza had a set of antlers rising from the head of a man. It was large enough to carry away an entire deer for a meal, but after one particularly bloody battle between local local tribes left many dead near its nest. The Piazza developed a f- taste for the human flesh. It's got a human head. Human head. Kind of a scaly body, big leathery wings. And antlers. Antlers. And, antlers and that wrapped around tail yeah. that I, you know, I mean, you know exactly what he was doing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. The Illini could not kill the monster despite their best efforts. Des- desperate for a solution. Cheap Oguatago embarked upon a month long feast, a fast separated from his tribe. He went the opposite way. He went fast, not feast. Yeah. On the last night, he was gifted a plan to slay the beast by the great spirit. Mm. He instructed 20 warriors to hide near the Piazza's den, and then Oataga himself stood defenseless outside to entice the monster. When the great predator emerged, all 20 warriors attacked with a barrage of poisoned arrows and killed it. Honestly, I don't know if you needed the great spirit to tell you that one. That seems like a pretty good ambush attack yeah. already. I'm not sure why you had to fast for 20 days for <laughs> yeah, the great, great spirit to say, hey, hey where'd you have the... Uh, Hope he ate a meal before he went out of the battlefield because he'd been fasting for 20 days. Well, but also, like, hey, why don't you use bait to drag him out? And the guy went, oh, I waited 20 <laughs> days to figure this one out. Uh, the tribe painted the piazza on the rocks above the valley as a warning. These paintings have been lost to time, but in the 1990s, a new painting was commissioned and now overlooks the Mississippi River near the Al- near Alton, of the Of the thing with the, the bat wings yeah. and the... Wow. I'd like to see that. Now, we talked to Mothman quite a bit. Mm-hmm. But have you ever heard of his buddy? Uh, Huggy Moth? Mm-mm, no. no. This is uh, like a loose cousin. And that's Mosquito Man. <laughs> Mosquito Man? Yep. The Mosquito Man haunted the Northwest Coast tribes. The monster looked much like a man, except that instead of a mouth, he had a long proboscis. It used to suck the brains out of people's heads. <laughs> He's as clever as any vampire. Proboscis. Mos- yep. The Mosquito Man would only appear in groups of people as they celebrated. He liked drunk people. In that way, it was able to avoid the detection before it fled. He was like, "You had suck brain, suck brain, get out." Yeah, there's a whole party going on. You're on the like dance floor, yeah. sucking some brain. Yeah, and he's then, like, I got it. Some guy gone. hits the floor. Hey, what's wrong with him? I don't know. Someone's got a hole in his head. Uh, uh, mosquito Man was here again. <laughs> in one hideout legend, the Mosquito Man came to a group of brothers who had just returned from a hunt. When the eldest brother's child began to cry, each man turned to quiet. Uh, quieted. He was like, shut up, baby. When it came time for the Mosquito Man's turn, though, the baby quieted. And it was only after he had passed the body to the next brother that they realized that the Mosquito Man ate the baby. Oh, no. But the also, whole, the what, whole baby? Weird, yeah, weird tribe thing that was going on that everybody had a hunt. And then they came back and there were a little party going on. The baby was getting loud. So they each were like, all right, I'm going to do it. My turn to try to quiet the baby. And they quiet the baby. Yeah. And the baby's still crying. So also, his brain's out. He handed it to the next guy. The other guy's like, whoa, like, the baby's still crying. They moved on to the next guy. And then a mosquito man got him. Eats him. Uh, the brothers attacked the monster, who became enraged and slew all except the youngest of them. Ugh. That man he chased around until eventually the brother led the mosquito man to the lake. When the creature fell into the water, just like mosquitoes are easy to do, you can like get yeah. in a little water. And uh, the Hada tribesmen began to sing, and the lake froze. Holding the mosquito monster with only its head above the the ice, the brothers then gathered wood and set fire to the mosquito man. The ashes that took flight in the wind afterwards became the first 
of the mosquitoes. That's right. Whoa, he was the one who started it all? He started the mosquito craze. Well, there weren't mosquitoes before Mosquito Man yep. was in the water. Yep, he was Damn the first it. guy. We burned him, and because the ashes of him is all mosquitoes we see nowadays. Uh, and we'll end with one quick one, and that's the chindi. When a child is born, the wind enters his body with its first breath. And when the same person dies, the chindi is expelled. So, uh... Chindi in, chindi out. Chindi in, chindi out. Uh, the Navajo tradition uh, traditionally do their best to ensure that people die outside so that their chindi can fade away harmlessly. Someone dies in a house, you just got chindi just floating around your house. It's oh, impossible that, yeah. to get out. Uh, the when is, someone dies inside the chindi's trap, the only ritual cleansing can free the home from the spirit's wrath. Uh, chindis are a serious consideration in Navajo culture. Exposure to one can cause ghost sickness, which can lead to sickness and even death. Which is in medicine, <clears throat> men with nefarious intentions can use bones or body parts to inflict ghost ghost sickness as well. It was once common for Navajo people to wear jewelry and conduct cleansing rites to protect themselves from death's reach. But as we know, death comes for all. So Yes, it does. We'll be back. Women ruin everything. It's the Shannon Burke Show on the Florida Man Radio Network. couldn't join Augusta mm-hmm. and you know it's modern day it's uh what was that like maybe 15 years ago 20 years ago the Augusta th- yeah probably 20 years now I remember the best the best photograph ever there were, there were a bunch of women out in front and they're you know protesting I don't even know they knew how to play golf but there's one guy with a sign <clears throat> and it said iron my shirt <laughs> I don't suppose women have messed up Augusta. But <clears throat> there are certain, you know, uh, girls got into the Boy Scouts. Remember that? Yeah. But I don't know if they'll let boys in the Girl Scouts. I don't think they do unless you uh, start some, stouting some other some things. Tranny on, things, yeah. yeah. Well, we talked about this when it happened earlier. Well, actually, right before it happened, the Naked Man Festival in Japan. It's been going on for 1,000 years. Hundreds of loincloth-clad men gathering at the Kokusuji Temple in Oshu to wrestle for ownership of a bag of the talismans blessed by the temple's chief priest in a touch-and-nude dude. Just men doing men stuff. Yeah. Well, not this year. They had women fought. They wanted to. Why weren't we allowed? These are guys in loincloths that literally are wrestling and fighting in order to get to the center. So they'll have a prosperous year, right? Yeah, to get that special talisman. Well, it's over. It's over because women effed the whole thing up. Uh, efforts were made, they say, to continue the festival to the best of our abilities in order to prevent last-minute cancellations or disruptions in the future. The decision is to cancel the festival. Uh, ha- that decision has been made after 1,000 years. Yep, they had one year where they let four women in, and after that, they were like, no, you know, it's not even fun anymore. We don't want to do it anymore. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, really, it, 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 
does everything, can't there be a, I mean, there's private clubs, obviously, but can't men have something to themselves? Of all things, too, it's a bunch of loincloth, greased up men trying to reach Touch a, a nude, naked dude. A naked dude, yeah. That has, uh, so they can get a, a trinket at once, a, once a year. And they've been doing it for thousands of years. Not anymore. No, and they were like, no, I don't want to do it anymore. I understood that this thing got kind of rough. Yeah, it's uh, like a brawl to get to that person. <laughs> I don't, I don't suppose the women were naked uh, just wearing a loincloth where they were properly clothed. Uh, they had to be properly clothed, yes. But it, uh, it's basically almost a uh, family guy catching greased up deaf guy. And that's what they brought right. a thousand guys trying to do that to get to the one greased up uh, so, I mean, guy. So, I mean, were women in Japan pissed off? Like, here they go again in the, in the, in the, in the naked man festival, all their thing, but we don't get to go. I, I think there probably were. Just be, we've talked about that uh, over in Japan and Korea and all those countries have this uh, feminist, uh, an actual cult. Uh, you know, most, yes. you know, a lot of times people say it's a feminist cult and it's really just you know, a cult. Fem, feminist people, but this but, is an actual cult of feminists. But say they, they don't, they're not even lesbians themselves, but they don't have sex with men. They have sex with women because they did, Detest men that much. Yeah, they're so feminist that they have sex with women, even though they don't want to. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but I, that's probably what came along is that this group went, oh my God, I don't, I'm looking out there and I don't see a single woman. They say this is the naked man fest and we think there should be a couple women in there. Except how many women, again, there was only four that have wanted to do it in a couple thousand years that want to get the crap beat out of them to go touch a naked dude. They don't. They don't. That's just it. That's why they f up everything. They don't want it. They're like we. We would. We've been for years. We've been pining for the ability to wrestle with other people to touch a naked man, and we've been denied that. They don't want to do it. They just did it because there weren't any women doing it, and they know they could get in there and f it up. Yeah, because they weren't allowed to. Man, thanks a lot. Uh. There's a uh, Kentucky State legislator. His name is Nick Wilson. He was on the show, uh, the winner of Survivor in 2018. <laughs> hey, <clears throat> to each his own. Uh, well, he created a little bit of a kerfuffle on social media <clears throat> when he sponsored a bill that removed first cousin from the list of incestuous family relations. This guy's banging his cousin. Yeah, this guy banged his cousin, yeah. He said the uh, the new draft put it first cousin back on the... he, he it, it came off that he, the new draft put it back on the list alongside of parent, sibling, grandchild, and other blood relatives. Since, you know, Kentucky's got a lot of Appalachian Mountains there... Uh, which is stereotypical, uh, you know, the, 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 it's all incestuous relationships. You know, we all saw, uh, what's the movie? Uh, yeah. Deliverance. Deliverance, yeah. Uh, some people were uh, humored by it. Some people were disgusted by it. Uh, for fear of resulting offspring, only a few pointed out that in many states it's legal to have sexual relations and marry one's first cousin. Geneticists mostly say that it is with some caveats. 
2021, the National Society of Genetic Counselors published the updated guidelines for consang- consanguous, consanguous couples, people descended from the same ancestor. They, the risk of offspring, uh, to offspring, is greater, but the increase is quite small, according to the Centers for Disease Control. I guess they, they know about these things. Uh, about 3% of all babies born in America have birth defects. Um, say the guidelines state that for couples with no known genetic disorders in the family, there's an addi- additional 1.7 to 2.8% risk of significant birth defects. Just what's going on in media this past week? Uh, because we had an article from one respected science paper saying we should, hey, have we, let's think about eating people again. Right. And now we have another from another one. Because uh, I believe this was the economist that wrote this one. That's like, hey, maybe we should go back to having sex with our first cousins. <laughs> the only person that wants to uh, be able to have sex with one of their cousins has had sex or desperately wants to have sex with one of their yeah, cousins. Yeah, they got that really hot cousin. Yeah. Like, yeah, you know. You, everyone's got a hot cousin somewhere in their family. <laughs> it's just, what is go, what's the next thing going to be? Like, I don't know. Uh, why uh, Why using indoor plumbing is bad for you, and we should go back right. pooping in the streets. <laughs> Teeth. What do you need them for? <laughs> it's just a weird uh, this past week of uh, like, hey, because the week before that was like, hey, why would you be in a monogamous relationship? Get into polyamory. Right. And then now we're to eating people and banging your first cousins. <laughs> You're right. It's kind of a fall of, of, uh, of you know, society. Um, they say there are some limits to the amount of intermarriage that is healthy. Uh, Charles Darwin married his first cousin in 1839, reportedly conflicted about his own arrangement. The Darwins had 10 children. Three of them died during childhood. Three of his surviving children never had any offspring with their spouses. Some historians surmise the children suffered from a genetic abnormality due to their parents being closely related. Yeah, look through most of the royal family. Yeah, yeah. The the Darwin's family had a, uh, and his wife's family as well had long histories of intermarriage. But, I mean, the way we're heading with media, I'm expecting an article next week on, like, uh, did you see that sexy horse? Yeah, it wants it just as much as you do. <laughs> yeah, you're going to read a headline that says, who says your dog doesn't want sex? I, yeah, I have no idea what's going on. We're in the, uh, I, we're heading to end times, I think, really. Right. <laughs> um, they say that a lot of these uh, cousin couples keep quiet about it, and many of them uh, don't don't let any, any of their friends know that they're cousins. They just, uh, you know, they're just, they know whatever, so no one ever truly knows the number of yeah, you can hold cousin couples. You can hold that ruse until you, you're invited to the wedding, and you're like, oh, there's a lot of people that are only on the one side. <laughs> <laughs> that they're supposed to be the bride and the groom's family. <laughs> There is an ick factor involved. Heather, is it icky to you? Or are you more worried about genetic problems? Oh no, it's icky. You don't I have a hot cousin. My yeah, not a one of them are hot. <laughs> <laughs> and if they were, still no. Oh, that's <laughs> wow. Um, yeah, I have a hot cousin, or she was hot, but she's a real bitch. So I would never want to. Have anything to do with her? 
Um, what is it? Uh, what's the old saying that when you're drinking alcohol, you got to drink this before that, beer before liquor, liquor before beer, wine is fine. What is it? Heather, Heather, you know. Oh, liquor before beer, you're in the clear. Is that what it is? Lick, then beer, beer before liquor, beer. never sicker. Yeah. Something about the hydration. The beer has water in it, and so you don't you're, you don't think you're getting as drunk as quick. I think. Well, it's been a while. Uh, you're gonna get a headache either way if you're drinking a bunch. You know, uh, the findings have uh, published in the American Journal of Clinical Nutrition have written a rather sobering study. Get it? <laughs> Uh, they dispel the traditional myths. The reason uh, the research specifically addressed several popular sayings: "Beer before liquor, never quicker." Grape or grain, but never the twain. That means never beer and wine on the same night, right? Yes, on the same night. Uh, beer before wine, and you'll be fine. College revelers, these things, uh, these are kind of a mantra, and people have, you know, paid attention to it, making sure they, you know, they don't. I've never paid attention me to neither. it. Me neither. Like, uh, someone hands me a beer, I'm like, okay, beer. You want to do a shot? Yeah, yeah. Sure, whatever. Uh, here, I've got a nice Chardonnay. Well, I prefer <laughs> reds, but all right. Um, unfortunately, despite these uh, these mantras, researchers haven't been able to give them the old college try, in part due to a lack of funding and time, and all the uh, lizards on the treadmill taking up all the grant money. Uh, but at the Helios University Hospital in Wuppertal, Germany, thankfully, German team has finally managed to investigate the influence of the combination and order of beer and wine consumption on hangover intensity. Finally. To see if these sayings held water, the team recruited 90 students between the ages of 90 and 40 from a German university, divided them into three groups. Uh, on one day, the first group drank beer until the blood alcohol level checked in at .05. Then they switched things up and drank wine until they reached .11. The second group, the same experience, but, but in reverse order, while a third control group drank either uh, only beer or wine. After each session, they are asked about their well-being, perceived level of intoxication the next morning, uh, they rated their hangovers uh, on the intensity scale of a zero to seven, uh, according to how thirsty they were, nauseous they were, tired they were, how dizzy they felt. <clears throat> a week later, they reversed roles. Participants that did, you know, the one before the other. Um, after tallying all the scores, they found that drinking order didn't have a major effect on hangover severity at all. A single drink of alcohol is enough to trigger a hangover for some people. Well. Others could drink heavily and escape the hangover entirely. These inebriation experts agree that hangover intensity is determined more by the volume uh, than uh, and the speed in which it's consumed. That's not right. You can switch from cream to meth uh, over to uh, wild turkey if you want. Then, uh, then up to some beer and then uh, have a, a spritzer. Yeah, well, if you're drinking cream to meth and then having wild turkey, you're already going to be hungover no matter what it was. <laughs> It'll take, you know, if you're drinking like that stuff, what did Bubba like to drink? Fireball. Mm-hmm. It's it's just tons of sugar. Yeah, and that's, that's barely a it. liquor anyway. In fact, I don't think it is. You can I see it at the gas station. Yeah. How's that possible? Uh, because it's not a whiskey. It's whiskey with like a KY. It's <laughs> the way they. It's not an actually a, uh, a whiskey. <clears throat> it's a, I don't know what it is. Um, I think it's more like a malt beverage. The way they get away with it. 
Yes. It, it qualifies as a malt beverage. I mean, if you've ever gotten uh, woken up and said and complained, or you went to work and said, "Oh, I got a thing, got a bit of a hangover," they go, "What'd you drink?" And you're like, "Oh, I had uh, you know a whiskey with my friend, and then I had a uh, a beer, and then later at night I had a glass of wine with dinner." Oh, there's your problem right there. You'd never do that. You know, everyone's an expert. Uh, because Fireball is forty uh, percent AB, ABV is most spirits. Fireball kind of comes under at thirty three percent ABV, which allows it to meet the legal requirements for a flavored malt liquor. Wow! Even the stuff that that you get in the liquor store in the bottle. Mm-hmm. What a waste! It's nothing but a hangover. The folks at Red Lobster trying to <laughs> trying to recover from that all you could eat shrimp debacle. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, well, um, the uh, shrimp fest thing put them uh, that they led to some deep losses in the company, and they're still trying to dig their way out of it. Yeah, I mean, it was a a yearly thing for Red Lobster with Shrimp Fest, but I think the rising prices of everything and the fact that people were uh, used to be you would pay the amount of the money and eat a couple shrimp and you would call a day and they make a profit off it. And now people are having to go in there and get their money's worth out of it. They they were taking a huge loss on it. And it wasn't even like a loss leader because it didn't lead to greater sales in any other products. No, because that's everybody was coming in to eat the the shrimp and that's it. Yep, they weren't buying lobster tails to go along with it. Mm. Well, <clears throat> uh, their solution to all to that was an all you can eat lobster. Just months afterwards, but uh, in this uh, uh, lobster fest, they're giving away 150 winners. Uh, of the Endless Lobster Experience, a two-hour complimentary feast of unlimited lobster, two sides, and, of course, the Cheddar Bay Biscuits. So for all, they've limited to time, right? Two hours. Uh, no, I think it's, it's all, all you can eat. You just can't... Uh, uh, it's a two-hour complimentary feast. Yeah, and you, but you also are limited on... Like, you can't slam down as many as you can that two hours, too, because it starts changing the type of lobster you get. Right. Uh, some people were thinking about selling their interests in the uh, in the company because of the shrimp fest lost. So here's the caveat: a uh, maximum of twelve one and one fourth pound main lobsters. You, that's the maximum of the main lobsters you can eat. Then, if you get past that, you got to uh, move to main lobster tails or Caribbean rock lobster tails, which are much cheaper. Beverages, tax, and gratuity are not included. Oh, so you win free lobster, but you can't get the like a Coke with it? You got to pay for that? You got to come out of pocket ah, for that. Come on. You're so lobstered out by then, right? Lobster's something I can't eat a ton of. Oh, yeah. You, 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 if you get the, the full max 12 main lobsters oh, and your heart's already <clears throat> screaming because it's, it's the clogging your arteries, it's <laughs> trying to beat, but it's not happening. Swiss uh, Caribbean rock lobsters. Well, and they've limited it to 150 people. And it's a one-time. After you, after you win, I don't know how you probably do a drawing. But after that, they'll call you up. Hey, you, you, get your, you got to schedule your two... Our complimentary feast. And does that include you and a person? I guess, it, or is it just you? It's You've got to go alone. Hey, fatty, get your stretchy pants on. Come eat some lobster. <laughs> That's sad. 
one guy, because you know the type of people that are going to try to win this. A person that could eat 12 main lobsters. My old producer, still, Colin Brady, yeah. he sat at the, what was the one that they did at the uh, uh, Italian place? Uh, what's the name Olive of it? Olive Garden. Olive Garden. Yeah. There was a limited number of these, and they were, for a year, I think, you got unlimited pasta. Yeah, so you can go basically get unlimited pasta, walk through the door, like, here's my card, and they still do it. You can still buy it. It comes around once a year. Yeah. People he will sit online, yeah. in front of the computer <laughs> waiting for the, because it, like, opens at a certain time. Like, you start to try to register and win it. And I watched him do it, like, two years in a row. <laughs> <laughs> Because <laughs> I know the way he was thinking that he uh, you couldn't take anything to go. He was very upset about that. <laughs> um, but this is the guy that on uh, Fridays when he on the weekends he had his kids. He loves his kids very much, but he's a cheapskate. Uh, on Fridays, uh, his uh, ex would drop the kids off. He'd put them in the car, and he he would have scoped out three, maybe four happy hours where they gave free food or free buffet. <laughs> Like like at hotels, you know, stuff like that. <laughs> he would say, Go ahead, kids, eat all you want. And they get tired of that food and they go to another happy hour where they had, you know, <laughs> Ignore the dancing naked ladies, the chicken wings yeah. are free during happy hour. Uh maybe still those miniature hot dogs in a in a blanket. Uh um I think Joe Exotic, we know he's gay. They didn't let you know in that in the series, I think. Oh, yeah, they did. Did they? Yeah, he his gay boyfriend Oh, died yeah, 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 yeah. Well, he, he's in prison, and he still gets, you know, regular news. And he, he's got his eye on Machine Gun Kelly. Um, he commented on his new tattoo. He said... A tiger, a bit of meth, and you'd be mine. <laughs> <laughs> the problem is, he might not be wrong with Machine Gun Kelly. Yeah, you're right. Although, uh, isn't he uh, with Megan Fox? Yeah, he's with Megan Fox. But yeah. Joe, Joe Exotic or Megan Fox? <laughs> tiger and some meth. <laughs> um, the meth. I'm not sure he should have put that in the, uh, in the thing. He said a tiger... A little bit of meth, and I think I could make MGK gay. <laughs> I don't know that, that I'd be... I mean, I don't know where he's getting these comments out. Is he able to use a computer while he's in prison? He must, because he's on Instagram. Uh, uh, he's in there for a long time, like 20 years. Uh, unless he can find somebody that'll pardon him. He's been working. He got yeah. Kim Kardashian the other day. He's tried Trump multiple times. <laughs> well, good luck, Mr. Exotic. <clears throat> I was going to get into this story. I'll save it for later. Did you see the story of the dude with all the bugs in his nose? I did, yeah. Larva, just gr- do, disc- like uh, 50 or so. How, how does that even happen? How did he didn't even know? Yeah. I mean, he, he had some nosebleeds, and uh, the doc looked up there, and he saw like a bunch of squirming larvae. They were eating away at the inside of his sinus cavity. Yeah, I, I don't know how that... 150 I, of them came out. If I have, like, my like a stuffy nose, uh, I'm miserable. Yeah. So I don't know how this guy had a nasal Moving. cavity full of bugs. Uh, <coughs> very disturbing. All right, uh, when we return, our buddies uh, Kimma and Pete Davis will join us from... Uh, 
Extra 106.3 in Atlanta. Hang on, it's the Shannon Burke Show on the Florida Man Radio Network. WFYY HD3 Windermere, WXUS HD3, W266DY Tonellan, WZLB Valparaiso, Florida Man Radio. Um, could you live in a van, a nice van? Yes. A Sprinter van decked out? I could, yes. And travel the country? Yes, I want to do that someday. Well, this lady did it at uh, age 36. She's from right here in Orlando. She owns a proofreading business. Or did. What's a proofreading business? Oh, uh, I'm sure like an editing type of thing where people send books and she reads and she proofreads oh, okay. them. She made a lot of money doing it. She was worth four million bucks. Uh, lived in an eight-story house with four bedrooms, three baths, 18 rooms, a Nindo a Nintendo playing room and arts and crafts room and a theater. Her name is Caitlin Pyle. She decided to get it after getting a divorce. She sold her business for four million bucks. Bought a Mercedes Sprinter van for eighty eight thousand. Spent one hundred and two thousand on renovations, including a custom kitchen with a big fridge, a juicer, all that good stuff. And she hit the road. Um, she's been to eight states. She uh, likes to go hiking and uh, blah, blah, blah. And she goes around. She goes, you know, I've made some friends. I've gone on a couple of dates. Uh, I go from living alone in a huge empty house to traveling full time. Uh, she uh, like uh, will visit friends, maybe hook up in their backyard and you know, plug the thing in and uh, and then uh, and then travel on to the next joint. Uh I think I could do that. But wouldn't it get old after a while? What, living in the van like that? Yeah. No, you're doing something new every day. I mean, really, that's the... uh, You're not sitting in the van all the time. You're moving, going places. You're going to be somewhere different every day. Uh, It's open road. Uh, What's not to like about that, other than you're you're in a van? Yeah. Now, I wouldn't... I don't. I wouldn't suggest maybe doing that with a uh, another person. You think it's solo alone? It's a solo thing, yeah. That van's kind of small. Yeah. I don't know how you should go out on dates. You tell them, hey, uh, should we go back to your place? Yeah, it's uh, parked over there. Uh, she was good looking, and she's a multimillionaire, so I don't think she worries too much about it. Yeah. She just she probably has other van people. That's a, there's a whole like uh, subculture of van people. There is. A lot of times they're super hot and, uh, you know, hippie (laughs) hippie girls that go and they're just like, I want to hit the free road and I'm seeing the I'm seeing the world and I get to wake up by the ocean every morning and uh, I get to do yoga on my roof. Yeah, that's it. That's the kind of thing she's doing. And while she's oh, I'm going to keep my phone in. She while she's gone, her mansion back here she rents it out for twenty five thousand dollars a month. Yeah, so she's got nothing to want. She's been to Alabama, Florida, Nashville, stayed in the backyard of her <clears throat> uh, her mother's backyard for a couple of nights. Uh, yeah, I guess if I was younger and uh, didn't have a bunch of dogs. Or just didn't have, I mean, she's got no, at this point in her life, she has no things tying her down. No kids, no spouse. Yeah. Uh, she has flush with cash. She doesn't need a job. 
flush. I can do it in a bigger at a bigger bus, maybe. Uh, live from our uh, uh, our buddies in Atlanta at uh, Extra 106.3, it's uh, Pete Davis and the Killer. Hello, hello, hey, Shannon. Boys. How's it going? Hey, What's man. up, man? How, How are you? Uh, great, 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 great. What's uh, up? Uh, uh, I see uh, spring training has started. Uh, yeah, yeah. in fact, our game is what, Pete? Saturday? Saturday. Wow. Cool. Fantastic. Yeah. That's yeah. fantastic. You guys are, uh, have uh, front row seats. No, they don't. Uh, they don't allow us They're to go down to the ballpark. There. I'm afraid down to Flindo for spring training. <laughs> no, they they don't really want the camera driving down there to cause trouble. I think. Yeah. No, it's not going to work there. At all. Uh, well, uh, I, I guess it's uh, a farewell to first dog commander, as we find out he's been sent to a farm up north somewhere. Yeah, uh, you know, he probably sent him to a dogfighting ring with an L.A. street gang for all. I mean, you know, you can't tell me that you I've had German Shepherds all my life. In fact, uh, my uh, Rin Tin Tin's great granddaughter was my dog, Heidi. Really? The TV show, the Rin Tin Tin from the old TV. Yo, 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 Rinny with a guy for the, uh, yeah. the was it the cavalry or the. Whatever. Right. Yeah. And uh, and I had a German Shepherds. Well, my, my mother had usually had two. Um, at a, two at a time, and I mean, they're they're terrific. Well, obviously, we know about German Shepherds, but they can be trained. I mean, you know, I, I can't believe that there was not some way that they could have had this dog acclimated. And it, I, you know, the whole right. thing just makes is just fishy. That could have called sense. that TV yeah. guy, the Caesar, the dog trainer guy, and he could make well, a, they, he, he could have made a whole episode out of it. And had and they could, I mean, plus yeah. they're 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 wealthy people. They could send these dogs off to one of those doggy boot yeah. camps, and for a month yeah. they come back a perfect gentleman. Yeah, they they claimed they did a lot of extra training and they got trainers and did this stuff too. But you can't. I, I, that's nonsense. That that dog was not. I, I just don't believe that that his skull was misformed. Which they used to say the reason Dobermans used to be so dangerous with the old. This is many years ago. Was that their skull doesn't form quickly enough for their brain and it kind of makes them a little nutso that it doesn't really fit the package or something. I don't know anything about that. All I know is there's no way that they couldn't have trained this dog or reacted with him in, in the way right. that they needed to. And I, I, the whole thing just is fishy to me, and I, 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 I don't like it. It's, you know, this typical white trash family. I'll bet, I'll bet, as far as they, I'll bet if they had the opportunity, they would have just chained that freaking dog to a stake in the backyard. they put him on a 30-foot chain and just have him wrangle around and stuck in that chain the whole freaking time. You got, you, these, these deadbeat, fr- you, honestly, God, I, I hate these people. White trash in the White House. The, Absolute white trash. The, I think it always says a great deal about a dog's owner's uh, how their dog behaves, you know, whether it's a goofy dog that wants to be loved on yeah. or it's one that wants to bite your leg off. Um, they seem to me to be kind of absentee uh, dog owners, you know, like they have yeah. dogs because they have to because they're the, you know, in the White House and uh, you're going to have a pet. Yeah. 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 yeah, that's pretty sad. They're absentee parents. Look at their kids. <laughs> a good Enablers. point. Yeah. Yeah. Well, wow. <laughs> um, what do you, you, you were a, a journalist for a long time, Cameron. Um, yeah. And I know that you're, uh, you guys have probably covered the layoffs at CBS and the rather uh, suspicious uh, uh, layoff of one Catherine Harridge, one of the true uh, blue old school yeah. journalists in, in America, and, and the unusual uh, uh, act of taking everything from them, all their computers, all of their work, all of their files, all of their gadgets, all of their sources. What do you think is going on there? 
Well, just just saying those words out loud is only one conclusion, and this is more the duplicity and the sneakiness and the censorship and the uh, the, the go get them back kind of deal. To, I mean, investigate these people, doxing these people who don't agree with them. And by the way, Catherine Herridge, you she was on Fox for years as yeah. a conservative, so and then she left willingly, I think, because she probably didn't want to be involved with all the you know the, the hateful stuff about conservatives and the Trump versus the media and stuff like that. Uh, but clearly, she's not some rabble-rousing right-wing nut job. Right. So why, you know, why did they get rid of her as the as a voice that showed, if not conservatism, at least some sign of uh, you know common sense and and decency of fairness? Yes. Yes. And off she goes. Um, it's unusual, uh, you know, that, and more unusual, she's involved in that uh, case about she won't give up a source from 2017 yep. on the story. Uh, that's yep. still going on. Uh, and, uh, you know, BlackRock's relationship with CBS, and you start to think in your mind. Yeah. BlackRock, th- man. Someone needs to pick up the phone and go, hey, we need this. We'll be trying to get this info out of uh, Catherine Herridge forever. Why don't you fire everybody over there, take her files, and we'll come down and take a looky-loo at it. Well, you know, BlackRock, it, it reminds me, uh, again, this morning on TV, and these are popping up all the time, I saw a, a commercial of a doc, of a surgeon with his little surgeon light on his forehead, and he's got his greens on, his surgeon, and then the next thing you show him, he's he's working with his children, and he's he's helping save somebody and doing wonderful things, and then he gets on uh, the thing, and he says, you know, if I didn't have this uh, ability to be on TikTok, I really wouldn't be able yeah. to help the people of America as much. And, you know, th- thank God for TikTok, uh, you know, because, because this way uh, they can see me helping the little children of, a wor- of the world. Right. And TikTok brings us together. TikTok, for the goodness of happy wonderfulness, it's TikTok to bring us all together. I mean, oh my God, they have a nun. There's a nun with a TikTok account. And she's, she's Sister Mary TikTok. And she talks about how it loves all the people. And if it weren't for TikTok, she wouldn't be able to spread her message. A nun on TikTok. It is ridiculous. Show. It's, hey, it's, she's on commercials. They're doing commercials with a nun on TikTok, surgeons on TikTok. I don't. I mean, I mean it's just. Why do they I do? Don't think this is a thing? Why do they do the uh, put on the commercial? The guys that are you know lighting their genitals on fire on TikTok, and the people that are you know <laughs> all the other dumb stuff that happens on TikTok. <laughs> if I went for TikTok, I would not be able to burn my genitals on television. <laughs> Um, I'm sure you guys have covered this. Have you seen the the Google AI absurdity stuff that's coming out oh, of there? Pete, yeah. Pete noticed this oh. yesterday. Oh, from a black George, George Washington yes. is now a black man. And by the way, now I may be wrong. But my understanding is, I thought the latest headline I saw was they apparently have taken it down. That whatever yes, that algorithm did. was, what? But I will bet you this. I'll bet you they 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 didn't get rid of it. I'll bet they're going to try to make it more subtle so yeah. when they bring it yeah. back, you're not really going to notice. They turned it up. They get sucked into it. They turned you know, up. They, yeah, they went too far, and now they're going to fix it. They're not going to get rid of it. They're going to fix it. So they're still going to start to screw it. it. It's troubling, um, but what is more troubling is some of the statements that come out of uh, the people at Google. Uh, I'm trying to get it in front of me here. I'll paraphrase. I'll hear you. Um, this one because most concerning. They say that, the, that whatever, it's called Gemini, I guess. Yeah. Uh, that it is, quote, aimed to provide a more accurate and inclusive representation of history. Yeah, which is wrong going because back. George Washington was not black. I mean, right. Black. So but what it, the hell it, are you talking about? Inclusion, my ass. You can't make it's, history <laughs> inclusive. It, it is oh, what oh, it is. Oh, oh. Yeah, right. <laughs> oh, there's, there's a new show on Netflix about the fall of Troy, and the, the big commercial is it's a black guy at the fall of Troy. And I'm like, huh. 
Is this Achilles, the black cousin? Or, you know? Oh, my God. I'll be damned. I mean, I, I get, you know, uh, this, well, the, 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 the cat is out of the bag because obviously Google is a lefty term, uh, a company. Uh, and, and they, they've obviously programmed their AI to be a DEI AI, you know, and it, it's got programmed in there. You know, the one guy, uh, Tim Poole tried to get it to make, uh, show me a, uh, an image of a white family. And it responded, I can't do that. That would be discriminatory. I'm not, I'm pro- yeah. not programmed to do that. That stuff white, uh, but and then it, it said, uh, "Show me an image of a black family." Boom, we got one in no time. Yeah, it yeah, just shows yeah. that they're trying. That's what they're. Who's that? Uh, hold on. Oh, oh, the, the black Nazis, yes. <laughs> Nazi soldiers. You got one. It's a black yeah, Nazi black. soldier, an, an Asian-looking yeah. Nazi, Nazi <laughs> soldier. <laughs> black Nazi. That was my favorite. They love mofo. They love to rewrite history and and with inclusivity in it. It just it is absolutely ridiculous. It's absurd. Okay. Well. Uh, yeah, they put they put the BBC puts blacks and and Robin Hood now and all you know they Mary Queen right. of Scots had the black women and her entourage and everything and I'll fall for that as soon as they cast a white guy some Norwegian as Shaka Zulu <laughs> <laughs> or Kunta Kinte in a remake. Yeah, exactly. Uh, yeah. Going uh, Charlie Kunte, you know. Yeah. Uh, hey, did you guys uh, anyone affected by the uh, Chinese the Shaikam yes. uh, uh, the phone? Uh, yeah. Yeah, me. Nope. I'm an ATT guy. And I'm I, ATT, I had, but I'm cool. Uh, I could use I could use my my uh, I could text, but I could not use my phone. I could not call or get a call on my phone, but I could text. And, and what was it. what do we all understand this to be? What what do you estimate? I, I, I well, if, as far as I understand, the latest I've been just looking up, they don't know yet what happened. Am I? I, I don't think wrong. they know. So clearly, I, th- I honestly, Shannon, when these things happen, we've had a lot of things like this going on. I think it's a test of the people out to get the Chinese and the uh, the, yep. the 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 people they've hidden in the country, ready to get get their standing orders to invade when they say so and <laughs> shut down everything when they want to. I think it's a test to see what we do, how we'd react, whether anybody gives a damn, whether it made any difference. I think these little nip 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 things are are deliberately done. I, and again, I sound like a conspiracy theorist, but now we're here. It's here. Right. We're we're looking at. Right. I mean, I, I don't understand why we can put up with it. We have the capability with our killer satellites. We can take down everybody's yeah. stuff. Blast them out of the sky. Well, we're just trying to make America worse. You know, we got to destroy it. And this is part, you know, part of the yeah. destruction. Give uh, war a chance. It happened Give under Trump. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It, it, it did not happen under Trump, but it happens under Biden. It's another yeah. incident. Right. A lot of stuff happens under Biden that didn't happen under Trump. Uh, speaking of Trump, do you think he'll get this bond together? And uh, uh, um, oh yeah, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, even if he, I assume he has the cash if he needs to. But obviously, somebody's going to come up with enough money. He he must have some way of coming up with the money that's needed. And and by the way, that Engeron freaking judge also rejected his. Uh, he, he pleaded for another thirty days to get it all together. He just says, nah, there's no reason you should have to worry. Uh, get, there's no there's no reason why you should need extra time to get together the fine. Really, that you don't think there's maybe extra time needed for three hundred and fifty five million dollars right. to come up with? You don't think? Maybe take an extra couple of days to, you know, say, well, I got to check under the couch. You know, I know I got that jar in the closet that I got those quarters in. I mean, Jesus, I mean, you don't think it'd take an extra time? Let me ask like, you this. What a nasty <clears throat> bastard that judge is. He's doing it up. He's just out to get him. It's just right. so vicious. No it's one man should have. Yeah, it's absolutely, absolutely a deep state. No one man. It's, I mean, it's the most obvious uh, witch hunt. I've, it's just so yeah. obvious that people refuse to believe it. Yeah. What 
let's let's play this scenario out. Let's say Trump does this, blah blah blah. He goes to appeal, they overturn it because it's ridiculous. He becomes the president of the United States. Do don't you think that as his not just a revenge thing, but as the president of the United States, he owes it to the people of the United States to make sure that BS never happens again. Get them all, get them all, bury them, make them wish they'd never been born, make their lives, make them give to them what they did to Donald Trump for seven years. Every single day, attack, lie, I mean, uh, uh, do everything you can to uh, disgrace them, to shame them, and to make sure they never get power again. You know, I, I, I say, do what the Democrats did to us. How about early voting? How about right now, today, early voting in Georgia? Here we go. All right, let's go. Hey, ho. And by the way, we're going to have collection ballots. Well, we'll make them out for you in advance just to save you time. And we're going to put every freaking church and every freaking gun store and every, you know, conservative outlet you could go to. We're going to have ballot pickups all over the freaking place and do exactly what they did to the conservatives in the last election and see how they like it. I mean, honestly, we need to punish them and step on their freaking throats. Give war a chance. Make sure they never do this again. I'm serious. This is nonsense. This is revolution stuff. I think so, too. Will not let them get in control. I'm with you, Pete. You you think the minute he takes office that all these bureaucracies of the DOJ, the FBI, and all that, they're going to instantly turn around and become conservative? I know. Well, he needs needs to do... I I guarantee he's going to make a move. He's going to, if he's elected, he is going to absolutely top to bottom clean house in every three-letter bureaucracy that exists. They're all gone. I, th- I think it's the only way to, to do it. Shut down half the. I mean, I, I, if he really did it and really, really got rid of the people he, he that he's allowed to get rid of by the civil service issues, but right. but those he can get rid of, there may be some time. He may have to say, "Ladies and gentlemen, uh, a lot of these departments are going to be understaffed for a while till we go back full man." I've got a whole list of people, but they have to be approved. But again, I you know I'm willing to say, well, gee, maybe we can't go to the state park for a couple of days while he gets the, you know new people running the department of whatever. I, I don't care to me. We this is too important if they get control again oh my can you imagine electing biden again and i yeah. still think he's not going to be on the ticket I don't, uh, he's uh, not going to uh, make it. i'm up and down on that i really don't you know because it would seem to the average person you know that they they pulled out all the stops after the her, her report came out yeah trying to deny oh he's the sharpest are you kidding me that he's playing four dimensional chess he's so smart and, sh- and so prying and, and, and blah 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 and has the energy of a 21 year old yeah. and uh, he, oh, has he an runs erection. around all day yeah oh. it's amazing oh, his wife says he's pounding her every 20 minutes it's <laughs> Unbelievable. <laughs> he can't get enough. Come on, baby. Fork it over. Hey, ho, oh, hey. But then, oh, you're not going to the dentist tomorrow, are you? Come on, let's go. But hey. in, meanwhile, in, in the, at the same time, we see images of him and hear him speak. And, and it's oh, so painfully obvious that, disgrace. that you think that they can't possibly run him again. But then you go, what, they've done dumber stuff. They did it before. And, and again, Shannon, they've pulled it out again. They're doing the Russian collusion is back. Right. The, the FBI investigating the guy that was there planned, and now the Democrats are saying, oh, well, there you go. It's obviously a fraud. He was a liar to the Pelosi. FBI. He was an agent. So yeah. there you go. There's no reason to have an impeachment anymore. And Hunter Biden's laptop obviously was not real after all. I mean, they're just they're bringing back the Russian collusion. It's unbelievable. And again, my, my complaint is that the FBI let this out. The FBI made a big public thing. We arrested a guy that showed that there was a, a bunch of uh, a disgraceful misinformation in the Hunter Biden story, which gives the Democrats a chance to say, well, obviously the whole thing is a bunch of lies and you got to stop the investigation. Although, let's remember, the FBI, when they were asked about how come they didn't tell the truth about the freaking laptop and those 51 de- uh, Defense Department investigated, uh, uh, you know, Defense Department officials and the, uh, you know, the, uh, God, uh, spies. Uh, the uh, spies and some agencies, all those signed that letter, even though they knew. Knew the laptop right. 
was real. And when Christopher Disgraceful, the Cossack of, of Russia, Ray, the uh, head of the federal Gestapo investigation, was asked, why didn't you announce that the laptop was real when all this discussion was going on? You knew it was real and you knew it was an issue. Why didn't you tell the truth? And he had the balls to say, well, we don't think it was right to uh, in, uh, release information that could have affected an election. <laughs> Actually, that was the exact time to release information that could affect an election. You're releasing yeah. the truth. How could you not want to de- deny releasing the truth to help an election? Gee, let's think of that reason, because it would help the Democrats. But this time, he's releasing the information to throw, to, to throw some light on what the Democrats say is a fake investigation. So he's clearly helping the Democrats this way, and he helped the Democrats the last time. This is a, I mean, he's, this is, a, yeah. this is treason. I see, treason. I see uh, headlines like uh, Putin is looming over another presidential oh, election. Please. Putin this and Putin that. <laughs> they brought back the Russian collusion. Yeah. Like they did it twice now. They pulled and they're doing it. It's working. Yeah. Oh, um, God. Are you um, <clears throat> surprised or happy that President Biden has finally realized that he can write an executive order that could help the the uh, border situation? This is so outrageously ridiculous. <laughs> He's doing everything that Donald Trump did after he right. removed everything Donald Trump did, and they're still blaming the republic because he's he's going to try to come out as a hero saying well i had to take it into my own hands because those damn republicans in congress refused to pass the border bill so i've got to take it upon myself so okay i'll close the border myself i'll, I'll do it i'll be the man to cl- well it's your fault it was open right. seven million people came in um, seven million under his it, watch the way the leaks that are coming out <clears throat> say that it, it'll be something like uh, uh like the bill like the senate bill was like we'll limit it to 8500 a day and but, still if he, not right it's still <clears throat> it's all of a token it, but i'm but he's finally doing it i'm going to do this because the well, republicans would do it i had to do it i don't like to govern by executive order like i did for the first first hundred yeah. days um <clears throat> but and i guarantee you anything he does will yeah. expire november 2024 yeah the first day hopefully I mean, I, I mean, I just, I, I, I'm, I'm outraged about this. It's so, and then he has the balls to go into San Francisco last night at the fundraiser and claim that these were, you know, you Republicans are, are because you didn't support his financial European uh, overseas foreign aid bill, you Republicans are worse racist than the guys back in Strom Thurmond's day. Well, he used to love Strom Thurmond. He said, well, Strom Thurmond had bad things, right. but he really turned out to be a great guy. <laughs> yeah, he was a racist who raped the little black girls, I remember correctly. Yeah. Anyway, and so Biden has the balls to call Republicans now worse racist than Strom Thurmond because he didn't go along with his, bo- with his foreign aid bill. Let's remember this. The reason he wants so much money for Ukraine, it's a thank you for all the money they gave Hunter for money the Burisma people. And, and the millions of dollars that they, Bobolinsky said, oh, Hunter was in next to him saying, you better give my old man $5 million dollars will make your life miserable. Right. That was from Ukraine. Those are the Ukraine connections and the Chinese companies in the Ukraine. He's paying them back. Biden owes them. That's why he's giving all this money why, for somebody else's war. He why, owes to thank you. Why does everybody else want to give them? So I mean, practically, you know, yeah. half the Republicans and every Democrat want to keep funding Ukraine. The most important thing in the world we could possibly do right now. If we don't fund Ukraine, we'll all die within 30 days. Uh, they, it's and they're the gonna, largest money laundering act in the history of okay. mankind. How do you how do you how do you see it? How do you? I have a thought about how I think it happens. How do you think the money comes back to these people? Well, it's uh, overseas accounts, you know, somewhere in uh, Curacao, Barbados, or so wherever they do this stuff. It comes back in the hidden accounts through Switzerland, where no one can can go back and check with it. And it's very, a thousand different ways to ship money around if you don't want people to know about it. If you're at that level, 
Yeah. Well, there's yeah. no accounting. I mean, where, where'd the money go? Do we? Uh, nobody right. has a, a right. checklist of you know. If you sent over sixty billion in the last uh, shipment, where did it go? Mm. Who got what? And who? And by the way, when, if they take you know ten billion for the artillery people or whatever, then let's see. Then where did the money go? You know, some guy says, "Oh, I'll take this ten billion dollar check," and then we don't know what he does with right. it. Right. There's, there's no Excel spreadsheet. Uh, yeah. You know, even a handwritten ledger where this yeah. money went. Right. <laughs> exactly. Well, well, we know we're paying for the we're paying for their civilization to. Continue Continue oh, to yeah. pay for their teachers, the pension their plans, yeah, and, and uh, yeah, people to retire and open the grocery stores, keeping the markets running. We're paying for all that. We're paying for their lifestyle. That's amazing. We're paying for their country. It's a weird time we live in, isn't it? <laughs> I've none, yeah. Never like, never like it. Never a time in our history like this. Uh-uh. The Kimmer and Pete Davis, ladies and gentlemen, from uh, Extra 106.3 in Atlanta. Shannon, five, my friends. Yeah, thank you, guys. I love Rubber you. Rubber side down, baby. Amen, brother. See? <laughs> <laughs> Ooh, yeah. I gotta go. You're killing me. <laughs> I see you, man. Yeah. Man, that guy's energy is amazing, isn't it? Yeah, he only just did a full show himself. I practiced it in a twenty-minute segment. Uh, all right, uh, when we return, we will get to your all-important remarks. It's the Shannon Burke Show on the Florida Man Radio Network. For more than 140 years, American Humane has been working to protect and make the world a kinder place for animals. You can help too. Visit AmericanHumane.org for simple ways to build a more compassionate world for all of us. Everywhere. Uh, just before 4 a.m. on a recent Monday, Lindsay and her husband were uh, startled awake by the roar of the exhaust from their Lamborghini SUV parked right outside. Uh, they came flying out of the house. They couldn't, the guy couldn't figure out how to back the vehicle out of the driveway. Uh, but, and they left. But there's been a call to action. Uh, she said, I've been doing a little bit of research. Honestly, what I found is quite out of control. Uh, it's there. They say there's a simple and in Buffalo suburbs recurring explanation behind most of the stolen vehicles on this uh, little island. Okay. Rewind just a little bit. You said their Lambo. Lambo SUV. SUV was parked outside their house. They heard it roar awake. The guy couldn't back it up effectively. They came out of the house. They're in, they're in the Grand Island. And he just got out of the car and ran away. Okay. This... A, a used uh, 2020 Lambo Urus, which is the SUV, is $226,000. Why do they have this thing parked in their driveway? Good question. A new one is almost $400,000. Is it really? Well, here's the reason. Uh, there is a recurring explanation behind a lot of the stolen vehicles. <clears throat> 60% of the recent cases involved vehicles left unlocked with the keys or the key fob in the vehicle. And you know, if the key fob's in there, you can't lock the car with a key fob in there. Most cars, it won't let you do it. If you have, if you're leaving your keys or your key fob in your $400,000 vehicle, you can get the, you, you deserve to have it stolen. They don't get into whether or not, uh, she, her key was in the vehicle or not. I would imagine it's pretty hard to, uh, to get into a, the the ignition of a Lamborghini and, and just start it right up, you know. But people are leaving their keys in their car. 
or the key fob, 60% of the thefts are due to this. Yeah, I don't get it. I mean, I see a lot of people that uh, leave their cars unlocked, which I don't get either. That's kind of like a ritual of mine. Oh, when yeah. I'm locking the house down, I hit the bumper, I hit the beeper on it, you know, I'm off my way. Uh, but I do see it because you'll see a neighborhood app all the time. Well, the oh, look at the, the the camera there, and it's he's opening door a door uh, doors as he goes by down the street. So people leave their cars unlocked. Yeah, kids run down the street and check them. Uh, <clears throat> she didn't admit that he accidentally left the SUV in the driveway instead of in their garage, unlocked with the key inside. And now they'll they'll you know the least you can do is. Lock your car. If you have a garage, put it in there and and don't leave the keys in it. I can't leave my. I might have got an old car, but it can really like a key key, and it makes the most annoying buzz. Like, you couldn't possibly leave the key in there. Um, one couple lost their uh, their SUV as well. They uh, they they left the doors unlocked and the keys were inside. They felt embarrassed. <clears throat> yeah. Well, of the six uh, reporters so far in this area in January, three were unlocked with the keys inside. <laughs> Why not leave it running? Yeah, I don't and, get it. And put your your gas card in the cup holder so they could fill up. Uh, you know, if you didn't leave enough gas in it, that's the least you could do. Let's get dark. Uh, no, let's get dark. Let's get to the uh, remarks from the Florida Man Radio app. A great way to listen to uh, a podcast of this program, commercial free. They're posted nightly after the program. All the shows, uh, you'll take the station with it wherever you go and communicate with us by hitting the little microphone button at the bottom. There we go. All right. Just a random thought. If a Star Trek guy and Liberal Larry got together and they had a kid, would it be Andy Dick? (laughs) (laughs) That's funny. RFK Jr. here. I bet Star Trek guy has a tattoo of Captain Kirk on his Johnson, so every time he gets excited, he says, Beam me up, Scotty. (laughs) Star Trek guy here. I'm covered in tattoos. That's why my mom says I can't get a job and move out of the basement. (laughs) Ah, beedoo beedoo. Hey, Shannon, it's Brandon here. I have Pure Talk Mobile, uh, which runs on AT&T Towers, and my phone was down all morning until about 1 o'clock. I was hoping with Pure Talk it'd actually stay up and running. Maybe I need to check out Patriot Mobile. be do be A lot of these smaller, uh, you know, groups, they run on the same towers, on the same system. Yeah. Hey, get into the trades. There's unlimited work for basically every single trade. I'm in the water restoration business, and one job a month makes me as much as I made working 40 hours a week at a company. So if you want freedom in your life, that's the way to do it. Amen, brother. 
That number you gave earlier about people graduating college and like half of them don't even apply the degree that they earned it in, well, that number would be so much higher if you did not include like Asians and all these minorities that go there to learn and to apply these degrees into these fields that they're learning. The American people, they don't want to learn. Hmm. I really think it's great that they came up with Bidenomics for the name, because then in the history books and the future, uh, it will go down as Bidenomics is what ruined America as economy. Yeah, they really gave up on it, though, you know. Joe Biden has never bought a bag of chips from any store ever. Give me a break, jackass. <laughs> I bet it's a long time since he shopped for groceries. Oh, a long, long time. How do you think people that get, they just order it to have it delivered now, probably? Or in this, goes people down out. there, yeah. Inez? Yeah. <laughs> White liberal women are going to be the end of this world. Yeah. Yeah, I lost my virginity to my cousin. She was super duper hot, too. First cousin. Just true story. (laughs) Not surprised. Wait, I think it's better. We were 14, by the way. Back when I was like eight years old, my cousin was like seven. Me and him, uh, my older cousin, she was like 13. She was babysitting us and she took us out. Uh, actually, his mom was in the house and she took us out of the camper there in the backyard and showed us her boobies and let us take them around the farm real quick to see what they're all about. That's pretty cool. Beady, beady. Wow. Another shocking <clears throat> uh, demographic tool about this audience. Many of you have lost a digit, mm-hmm. and many of you have banged your cousin. The one uh, problem I have with your theory about the the cousin banging is you're assuming that you know that they're not banging because it's against the law, Cletus. No, stop touching me. I mean, I, I don't think that's going to stop anybody cousins banging because it's against the law. You know what I mean? I had a cousin growing up. I, I always thought it was really hot. We didn't do anything, but in any event, my mom always said I was the best kisser. All right. Oh, Close bass, inbred redneck. Man, I got some good-looking sisters and cousins. And, hey, if she ain't good enough for our family, she ain't good enough for theirs. <laughs> and, oh, yeah, on that other thing, man, uh, beer and whiskey will make you frisky. But whiskey and beer, who you better fear. You beat it. Never heard that one. As a St. Pete born and Georgia raised boy, I grew up loving rock shrimp, but it is hard as nuts to find. You guys know how to find it easy? I love smoking that stuff. Tastes just like a lobster. That's rock shrimp. Yeah, it's seasonal. Yeah, it is. Uh, it's It's about... Am I right? About that big? It's pretty no, long, I mean, or is it a little bitty? They're shorter, but they are very lobster-tasting. Uh, one of the best restaurants out in Titusville, Dixie Crossways. Oh, yeah, the place is awesome. Does rock shrimp all the time when it's in season. It's a seasonal thing. Uh, Well, 
I think it was some kind of, is there a rock lobster? No, here's a rock lobster, too. I'm pretty sure that was a B-52 song. Yes, it was. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, boy, Colin makes you smile. After those happy hours, remember, then they go sneak in movie theater. Yeah. <laughs> he he would take his kids to the movie theater, and they would literally they'd pay for one, and they'd see three. He might stay in there for eight hours with his kids. I mean, <laughs> the guy had it uh, definitely had it down. down, yeah. Shando, I remember when Colin G. Brady told the story about going to the movie theaters with his kids and going from one movie to the other and spending all day in the theater. Yep. Rest in peace, CGB. Hmm. <laughs> He was, when I met him, he was enormously overweight. He later had bariatric surgery and lost a lot and then ate his way out of it and gained sort of again. But he was really big and he knew it. And he, after Halloween one, one week, we worked together at a, a station across the street. He's just sitting there while I'm doing show prep and just unwrapping uh, a little t- uh, sk- uh, Snickers. He just unwrap it, put it in his mouth. And as soon as he put it in his mouth, he'd grab another and unwrap it. He wasn't through the first one to put that in his mouth. And he kept going. And he it's a constantly kept his mouth really full. And I watched him go through about a dozen. And I said, and I picked up one. I looked at him and he goes, what? And I picked up one. I read it. And I, I forget how many calories is in it. I said, you just ate, you know, uh, at 2,800 calories. He goes, it's like peeing in the ocean. <laughs> At least he had a sense of humor about it. Hey, Shannon T-Bone from Atlanta. Caught the tail end of that uh, alcohol conversation, but uh, biggest thing on our honeymoon, I downed a crap ton of uh, Red's Apple Ale on the beach, 90 degrees. I puked my guts out that night, and my wife said that was the sexiest thing she's ever seen is me dry heaving in the bathroom. Great. Uh, still married. Uh, other thing, never law AT and T never lost reception. Could make calls all day long. Crazy. I don't know. B two B. Me, my cousin, and my sister gonna have us a three way roll tide. Woo! <laughs> <laughs> hey Shannon, I couldn't agree with you more with what you were talking about earlier about college degrees being useless and kids needing to learn trades instead. I'm a young man who listens to your show pretty much every day, and I went the route of learning a trade instead of going to college. And, you know, my uncles tell me all the time that we're going to be in a lot of trouble. Our society is going to be in a lot of trouble in a few years when, you know, all the boomers and everything retire that do most of those trades. Yeah. That's true. And you're not talking about a grunt worker, like a skill, like a carpenter you know, uh, people look down on it, but that is a skill. A, a, a true carpenter, uh, a true master electrician, a true yeah. master plumber. There is absolutely a ton of skill that goes into that. Hey, Shane. Whoops, I just played that one. And also, I feel like a lot of these kids, you know, they come out of high school wanting to be video game streamers and on all that because, well, one, they don't have to do any hard work, and and two, they all dare to be different. You know, and like they're trying to get ahead of the curve and do something no one's doing. Well, now everybody's doing it. And what I say to them is, why not go learn a trade? Because that's what nobody's doing, and you'd be different doing that. It's going to pay off in the long run. Yep. There was actually an article I didn't pull that's talking about that, that a lot of the 
former influencers yeah. are now leaving to go to nine to five jobs because the influencing isn't isn't paying yeah. the bills anymore. So they're like, all right, I guess I got to get a real well, job now. Well, it's because everybody thinks they are an influencer. Yeah. Are they going to become an? I've heard kids say, "I'm going to be an influencer." Well, okay. a, how are you going to influence people? What do you know so much about that you could influence people, or what are you so good at? You're just dope. God, I love when the camera gets going. When he gets hot, it's the best. Yeah, he he don't like the kids, kids with their newfangled phones and their <laughs> and their funny apps and such. Love some Taylor Swift though. Yeah, hey, he what's up, Shando? <laughs> Easy, Heather, Sparky three five two. Man, I absolutely love Pete Kemmer. That dude is spot on. Everything he said in that clip was exactly how I feel every day. Donald Trump should put his foot on the throat of every Democrat that screwed with him, period. Love you, Pete. Great show, guys. b 2 b Yeah, it was an honor to work uh, with the camera. That guy's uh, uh, famous. Hey, what's up? Whoa, just heard that one. Hey, Shannon. I think all these freaking um, stolen car cases, they're all in on it just to get some insurance money, and then they split it. Okay. I'll chip in to buy that guy some cocaine. (laughs) Because, uh, I mean... Just uh, it's a, like a kick a little upper for him. Yeah, just, just I have some coffee or you know, I don't know if you're trying to stretch out to use the entire. You don't need to use the entire thirty seconds, by the way. <sighs> hey, this is Fred up at uh, Joe Biden's uh, Lake Tahoe vacation area. Oh, hey. um, I have to let my truck warm up in the mornings up here, especially in the winter. Um, I just start it, let it run for about five minutes, and then I come out and take off. Uh, I'm not too worried about somebody stealing it. There's not a whole lot of that going up here. But um, if they did, I only paid 500 bucks for my truck. I uh, took a page out of Shannon's book, and I checked the obituaries, found out who yeah. passed away, and left a note on the windshield. And sure enough, the family uh, decided to liquidate the truck. It's a great way to buy a used car. <laughs> I don't feel bad about it either. I'll tell you that right now. <laughs> Hey guys, always love Pete and the Kimmer. Kimmer nailed it today. We have white trash in the White House. As far as um, how they're getting the money back to them from Ukraine, I've wondered many times why some of these people are going over there. Buttigieg, Pelosi, uh, Janet Yellen. (laughs) You know, I just have this vision of them all coming back with suitcases full of cash and just think how many people they can buy off with all this money. Oh, my gosh. Be-do-be-do. I think they go down there and they come back with their bank book. Thank you for coming for Ukraine. Here is your new Tumi luggage. Enjoy. (laughs) (laughs) Every visitor gets a Tumi luggage. Soft leather. Uh, Where we go? I left my car running with the keys in it and my wallet in there, and I can't believe they used my credit cards to buy some sneakers. Just an FYI, I didn't lose my phone service at all today. I switched over about a year ago from Verizon to Pure Talk. I was at $77, went to 22 and change. Can't tell a bit of difference. Wow. Great service. <clears throat> Everybody ought to look into switching. They don't, they don't give money to Planned Parenthood. <laughs> B2B2.
banging your cousin thing would explain Sparky 352 and Star Trek guy <laughs> and the guy from Okaloosa Island that no one knows where the hell that is or gives a crap. <laughs> thing would explain Sparky 352 uh, and Star Trek. I got <laughs> hey, can we get a mulligan on the uh, cousin banging? I got one who's fire-ass hot, and she is flat crazy. Like, should be committed crazy. So you know what that sex is going to be oh, like. Oh, yeah. I peed in my older cousin's mouth when we were little. She was like 10, and I was like 8 or something like that. Okay. <laughs> That's something... Oh, oh Lord, have mercy. <laughs> it was hard to hold it steady because I only got three fingers on that hand. I only kind of cut them off. <laughs> Down the sawmill at 11. Why don't you boycott clitoris sea bass? That's some sick-ass ass. I knew y'all done messed up when you, you brought up Cousin Megan. After the three previous comments, I'm really glad St. Pete guy said rock shrimp. Dixie Crossing is not what it used to be. Oh, listen. If everyone's, if anybody's thinking about going to Dixie Crossroads, save yourself the time and just go to the Checkers drive Oh, my God. People have all, all kind of opinions on Dixie Crossroads. <laughs> Good Lord. Uh. You saw my dick, bitch. What? Okay. I don't even want to play this one. Yeah. Is it bad while fixing the bed that me and my first cousin broke that I lost a finger and a cut? I'm not going to play the rest of that. <laughs> when you guys were doing the dark history, and just for a moment you talked about um, people not wanting their picture made and uh you know it's stealing your soul and stuff like that when we were in saudi arabia my, my father was working over there uh and we took some pictures of rugs and stuff like that and this man came running over and i mean he was irate he made us throw out all of the film and it was a big scene <laughs> thank you yeah they're like graven it's called graven image i think i mean I, I got out of taking family photos for a long time using that excuse <laughs> hey kids it's randy uh Kimmer, that's the one that's with so much energy. I would just really like to get him and Ed Till in the room together for, I don't know, 20, 30 minutes. Turn on the mics and see what happens. They're both old school uh, radio people, and, and Kimmer was a TV guy for a long, long time. And, uh, and they both have 10 times the energy of any normal person. Yeah, red Argentine shrimp tastes just like lobster. <laughs> This one time I met this red-headed Argentine girl. She tasted more like three-month-old sport. Okay. <laughs> hey, Shannon. Um, I'll take that cocaine money. Let's do something. It's not the money. You're actually, <laughs> you need to snort. You need a stimulant. Some of that gas station uh, stuff. Yeah. <laughs> Yes, I do. I've been an electrician for 30 years, and I've been working with some of these kids, and our electrical trade's in trouble. Definitely in trouble here in the next 10 years. B2B2. Hey, all you tradesmen, keep your mouth shut. Man, we're making more money now than we ever have. You don't want to let everybody know about what's going on here. I got more people, new homeowners, that don't got a daggum clue which end of a screwdriver to use. 
Hell, I got them calling me and I'm charging them $75 an hour for consultation while I'm on a job site. Let's keep it on the down low, boys. Be-doo, be-doo. Damn. As normal, South Park did a really good episode about that, too, where they had like, two tradesmen in the town. And they were they were driving like Lambos, was you know the slack jaw guy like I, I can fix it, but it's gonna be like two weeks. But he's got he's there at one point they were both in space because they were the only two they were two richest guy in the world. I left my keys and my Yugo for like a year, and nobody ever stole it. <laughs> Where the hell is this Jai Diamond Store? I keep hearing on the commercial. What? Sounds like they got some pretty good deals. I don't know what you're talking about. Where the hell Maybe is this? The wrong. I like Dixie Crossroads. Tomorrow we're going to review Wendy's. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to refer to yesterday's remark that there's nothing wrong with the app. There's just some really bad remarks. Those are the remarks for today's program. Thank you for leaving them. We've been a pioneer in this field. Uh, and, uh, you know, no one likes to call anymore. And this is a great way to... We can still take phone calls, but... Yeah. But, but you, too, can yell about the fact that you like certain restaurants, so... Yeah. <laughs> All right. Uh, we'll come back to wrap it up for you. It's the Shannon Burke Show on the Florida Man Radio Network. Roxanne Watson is on a mission. Hello. How are you doing today? She wants more people to register as organ, eye, and tissue donors. Are you an organ donor? Yes, I am. Yay. My goal is to sign up the most people in the United States. <laughs> what drives her? Roxanne's own life was saved through the gift of a heart transplant made possible by an organ donor. I decided that day that I was going to devote myself to the cause of organ donation and signing people up and honoring my donor by doing that. Now she's back to health, and she's a powerful force helping to save lives every day through her work. Imagine what you can make possible by leaving behind the gift of life. Eight people can be helped with the major organs, and up to 50 people can be helped with a little bit of everything. And when you think about it that way, that you could help that many people, it's amazing. It really is. Learn more and sign up as an organ, eye, and tissue donor. Go to organdonor.gov. A message from the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services, Health Resources, and Services Administration. Military dogs keep our troops safe by sniffing out bombs and IEDs. Yet when they retire, they're too often left overseas. American Humane brings these heroes home and back with their handlers. To help, visit AmericanHumane.org. China has uh, sent the United States a brand new delegation of panda bears. Panda diplomacy. They just recalled a bunch, and I don't know exactly. We all thought it was, uh, you know, they, they got they got us on this panda deal. They're all there's no pandas don't come from anywhere but China, and they are rare, and we're not allowed to breed them while we have them. If we do, they get the babies. Yeah, they are property of China, no matter what. Man, zoos were left almost with pandalas um, back when things were, uh, you know, deteriorating. The China Wildlife Conservation Association has reached agreements with the San Diego Zoo, the Madrid Zoo in Spain on a new round of international cooperation for giant panda conservation. They're in talks with the National Zoo in Washington and the Schoenbrunn in Vienna. Uh, they're, I guess things are better. 
Oh, you got rid of all the homeless people. You get pandas. You get free panda. Don't misbehave. We take panda. I mean, really, when you think about it, it could, if they said, we want our pandas back, guess what? You're not getting them back. Well, we signed an agreement. Well, guess what? We tore up agreement. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and here's a good picture of us with a gun next to the panda's head. <laughs> what are you going to do about that? Forgive our dad or the panda gets it. <laughs> oh, that is... Uh... <laughs> <laughs> we could. I mean, they, 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 they're more valuable than gold, you know. Um, they're unique. It's a very interesting situation they have, you know. They've got this thing. No one else has it. They're the property of them. They'll lend one to you for a while, but if you make great leader mad. Pan has come back. And let we ought to play hardball with them. We know you want to go to war with us and all, but pff, guess what? It's not lights out for the pandas. Shing and ling, boom, they're done. All that over stupid, clumsy bears. <laughs> yeah. Uh, that is it for us today. Thank you so much uh, for tuning in. Thank you, Easy. Thank you. Thank you, Heather. Thank you. Thank you to the best fingerless cousin banging audience in America. We're back tomorrow at 3 Eastern, 2 Central. Bubba the Love Sponge in the morning. Don Wilson. Uh, Don Wilson. Don Miller after that, the funniest guy on your radio. We'll see you tomorrow.